and hello and welcome everyone to another installment of the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet we're here on monday night mad instead of sunday night you had some rolling blackouts but damn it we are dedicated we are strong enough we're good enough and we're gonna deliver a show this week anyway dag nabbit we are we are and it's not gonna be late this week i've got a lot more time on my hands this week so it's definitely gonna be on time that's good. I, I think the comic multiverse in general has probably been the most consistent project I've there ever been There has to be something, of. like, quite quite uh, substantial for it to not happen. Yeah, we go holidays, we go birthdays, we go when you have food poisoning, <laughs> when I have third-degree burns, we do it anyway. <laughs> the only time we didn't do it was, like, for the two weeks where you and I went solo and we're like, do we even want to do a podcast again? Do we really, do we even want to? <laughs> that was, like, the longest stretch we've gone without yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the uh, chat is saying my audio is low. I know that's... You're in the yellow. You're in the yellow the same as me. How do I sound now? I've turned up the actual, like, mic on my end. You're still in the yellow for me, so... I'm still in... That's weird. Take it it up with Matt. He's the uh, audio tech. Again, the the audio is gated exactly how it always is. Yeah, exactly. But it is weird. Sometimes we are louder. Sometimes we're not. Again, it's probably something to do with fucking YouTube yeah friggin youtube always does that shit don't they yeah ugh ugh youtube have you seen they've actually added a new thing for youtube right checking now you gotta, or something yeah yeah you gotta put more boxes and more checks there before you even upload a video and it's like jesus christ you know why remember when it used to be easy when you could just upload a video and that was the end of it yeah yeah you upload it tick monetization on Mm-mm. that's it you youtube they literally exist now just to put more steps and more hurdles between (laughs) creators and their creations and creators and their money yeah yeah anything to not make you get paid for real did we talk about this on the show but the new bullshit uh the irs and youtube are trying to pull now on international creators didn't we talked about it after the show last week Yes, because it affects us dearly. Uh, For those of you who don't know everyone and why your favorite international YouTubers were probably pissed off a couple weeks ago, uh, apparently someone's grandkid at the IRS told them what YouTube was and that many creators from other countries have big American fan bases and get to make American monies without paying any American taxes. Mm -hmm. So the IRS is like, fuck that, and pressured YouTube to change the rules. So now if you don't file a very special sheet of paper right away, uh, what is it? They could potentially by June take 24 to 30% of your income. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be happening with me because I think we worked out that uh, mm. Australia and Canada are like those treaty countries. Yeah. Yes, there's a very particular way around it. Again, you could either figure this out on your own, which Matt and I had to do. Mm-hmm. Or hire a freaking accountant to figure it out for you. And basically the idea is that is if you are in a treaty nation, so Britain, Australia, Canada, you know, all the all the good boys, (laughs) all the good boys for the world wars, (laughs) then you get to file for something called treaty status, which means they can't take any of the money away from you. No, maybe your YouTube company will try and take some money away from you. My Frederator was very vague on that when I asked them about that so don't be shocked if i end up going solo because they didn't give me a good answer and that's why i'm not with anyone 
Yeah, that's man. Here's the thing. I am with a YouTube company because I got a great cut with them. Thank you, McKelly. It's much appreciated. During during my last negotiation, they actually gave me like a very very generous cut of my own money. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll I'll hang out with you guys for a bit. But then when this new tax thing happened, I'm like, what the fuck do you guys do for me? What do you guys do for anyone anymore? Yeah, yeah. unless you're like like a PewDiePie, you're yeah, you're like nothing to them. Or a Jim Sterling, and when yeah. you gotta like complain to someone, and even then, I think you know, Jim is just like such a big entity unto themselves <laughs> that you know they can just complain yeah. to whoever, and people actually listen. God, that's that's what it's all about, man. To be big enough to complain, and people have to do things for mm-hmm. you. <laughs> man, I wish. Oh man, those are the days. <laughs> Imagine Joel with the power and club to actually fix broken shit. <laughs> That'd be good, man. That'd be so good. So, uh, so how's your week been, man? Uh, pretty good. Well, last week was pretty busy, and it like kind of petered off at the weekend. On the weekend, I went and saw um, all three Lord of the Rings films in cinema yeah. in 4K. First time I'd ever yes. seen them since they were originally released. Nice. You were tweeting about that, and again, making me super jealous in the, oh, Matt can actually go outside. Yes, yes we can go into the cinema. There was people in there. It was It was quite a full cinema. Lucky fuck. You weren't all breathing on each other yet. You weren't having a droplet party just yet, though. No, no, not not just yet. <laughs> That's got. They, they were Man. over in the in the vaccine only cinema. Though. Of course. <laughs> Man, I joked about this shit last week that the lady down the hall from me got fully vaccinated. I'm like, man, they're gonna have old people parties that are gonna put Caligula <laughs> to shame. They're gonna be so rowdy. I shit you not today because it was like 18 degrees here in Canada, so it was like really warm and sunny. They were all outside on the patio underneath my window drinking wine and I, laughing. I, I, it reminds me it's that episode where Bart Simpson breaks his leg and they're all in the pool and he's watching yes. from the win- window yeah <laughs> that was me 100 percent. i'm like you lucky fucking old people youth <laughs> is wasted on the old i guess <laughs> and i'm just sitting there refreshing the vaccine website for ontario there and it's like so not me yet huh maybe <laughs> april if i lie and fake it and then i see all our american friends were like hey chronic illness everyone we're in <laughs> Also, too, apparently Rob Ford was, like, sitting on a bunch of the vaccine there. It's like, well, we only have so much. We don't want people to miss a dose is the problem. We don't want people coming back and missing doses. <laughs> and I'm like, damn you, Rob Ford. Give me give me my doses. I just want it. I'll shoot anything in my arm. Just give it to me. Give me, give me. That's how desperate I am. Give me, give me. Uh, so that's how my week was. That's good. I got some writing done. Actually, right before we started, I felt motivated enough to actually do some writing. So that's pretty good. Yeah, you were telling me about it. Yes, yes. Uh, a topic that has been shooting around Twitter a lot as it relates to the Marvel movies. And I'm like, you know what? I got something to say about this one. I could either turn this into a, what is it, a tweet chain, or I could actually make a video out of it. And I decided to make a video out of it. Fair enough. Yeah, so that's what I'm doing. So if uh, a big video essay drops in the next couple of weeks from me, you'll know why I did that. <laughs> Which again, it might get it might get people mad at me. I don't know. I guess we'll see about it. I'm not used to getting like like deserved anger. Like, hey, you actually said some real stuff in that, and that made me mad. <laughs> Usually, I'm used to people getting mad at me over stupid shit online that is pointless. Yeah. Yeah. As I wrote this, I'm like, fuck me, this actually has some substance on this. I'm actually going out on a limb here. Let's see how this goes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if we have nothing else to say, I guess we can hop on over to the news this week. Yeah. 
But before we even do that, everyone, remember uh, that this show is sponsored in part by the good, good folks at Wild Bill's Craft Soda. We have the link down there in the description. We have the promo code down there in the description. Get yourself a nice little percentage off. Assist the show while we're at it. You, you guys out there, you clearly seem to love the Wild Bill Soda because, again, I get emails every so often when you guys buy stuff yeah. and you're actually buying this, which is yeah. fucking sick. That's great. I'm so used to doing ad reads before. And I'm like, you're not going to buy this. No one's going to buy this. I just pocketed <laughs> the money because I need it real bad. <laughs> Here, you people are actually buying stuff, and I can actually the, see the thing go up a little bit when I actually get paid. Awesome. Bear in mind, it's not much, but I can see people are actually buying with it's my something. words. And it is, and the hope is is that if they buy enough off this show, then maybe I can ask for more money yeah. or more shit. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it's all about, Matt. Just getting some more shit. Yeah. You know what else it's about? Our first news story from this week. Yeah. Uh, unexpected one, actually. Uh, the director of Promising Young Woman, a film that I have not actually seen yet, but I want to see, and I think mm-hmm. it's super dope that it actually got uh, nominated for an Oscar this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Emerald, what is that? Fennel? Fennel? Yeah, fe- Fennel. Fennel. A lot of ends in it, but uh, apparently she has been tapped to write and I guess also direct uh, a Zatanna film that is in the works at DC right now. Yes, just like every other film, every other character gets a a movie. And in development, this is also in development right next to uh, New Supergirl and Black Superman and all the other ones and we're Blue working Beetle on. And, and a Nightwing Beetle, film. Yeah. And, That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. They're all they're all in production on some level, but uh, this is cool. I've always said that Zatanna is the sort of character they should be making movies about, especially now because she is a superhero, but she defies so many superhero conventions. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I, I could see you making a really fun movie with her. Mm-hmm. She's a magician who works in Vegas as a stage magician, but she uses real magic, <laughs> which is the best fucking cover for anything ever. <laughs> You could also do some fun tying into the Justice Society of America because her dad Zatara mm-hmm. was a member, and you know you could open up a whole magical side of the DC universe if you really wanted to. Yeah, well, again, this could easily tie into that upcoming Black Adam film because that's got like Doctor mm-hmm. Fate and the Hulk people in it, and all these people that are like related towards zatanna in some way yeah 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 i didn't even think about that man wouldn't that be funny we dropped the ball on justice league justice society of america (laughs) is where it's at that's how we launch this franchise i tell (laughs) you that's how we do it it's gonna be be all jsa all the time i mean i mean it would make sense because the jsa characters are coming back in the comics in a big way we got alan scott coming back apparently a bunch of them are going to be in infinite frontier yeah we're getting them in stargirl we're getting flash this yes. this uh this time in stargirl and yeah yeah we got that whole second season of stargirl Ooh, they uh, showed us what eclipso was gonna look like yeah look pretty cool look a little bit Looks... like ivan news but fit in eh. with the 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 aesthetic that show's going for very much it's like does he look like a weird goblin man yes he does okay then then you did your job (laughs) i like it i like that and i like this too and i'll definitely have to see promising young woman soon Mm -hmm, absolutely have you seen it yet i haven't no it's it's been on my list though yeah bo burnham is in it too because it's like a dark psychological like horror thing Mm -hmm. but there's also like comedians in it it's a romance apparently it does like a lot of really interesting things yeah yeah i've heard some very good things about it yeah, a lot of a lot of solid character actors. Uh, yeah, as the chat says, maybe they're building up to a Justice League dark. Yeah, screw regular well, yeah, Justice League. Weren't they? I know they that there was the whole uh, 
Guillermo del Toro film, but then mm. when, it wasn't like a show, a, wasn't it? I, th- I, th- I think it was a movie, then it was a show, and then J.J. Abrams came in and like his bad robot was doing something with it, right. but I don't think yeah. that ever went anywhere. Yeah, so add Justice League Dark to another thing that's been on the docket for a while in one form or another. Yeah. They'll get to it. They'll get to it eventually. <laughs> we promise. We'll get to it eventually. I, I would love to see at the Warner Brothers DC offices, they've got like an in-pile and an out-pile. Why is this in-pile so big? Why has nothing gone out yet? Yeah, well, the only thing gone out is Snyder's thing. Did you see the comments from the CEO? that made today i think oh yes yes i did see that actually yeah the the snyderverse is over with it's finished yeah we're done with this and honestly we'll talk about the snyder cut at the end everyone i promise matt and i both saw it we both have thoughts but i cannot blame that lady because it's like yes look it's here we're done we gave you your cut we're moving on we have other things happening we still took a big loss at this yeah and again it as i predicted then the people who wanted this cut aren't happy because they no of course they not. want more well they were never going to be happy because it was no. never about the cut it was about a million other grievances they have in fact hey uh credit where credit is due to snyder this week as part of promoting the movie he told a bunch of racist shithead youtubers to get bent which is the best marketing <laughs> the movie's ever had he, he and he did it after the fact they raised him a bunch of money for uh i think suicide prevention or something that was yes fantastic and of course they all you know oh it's a conspiracy theory and mm. it was great it was great watching now if only he it can was... do that with his fan base if only also to zach mr snyder whoever <laughs> like gets you interviews whoever like your assistant is and everything fire them yeah. because they only ever seem to get you into situations where there's at least three races <laughs> around you at any given time yeah, this isn't the first time he's had interviews with problematic people like there yeah. was that whole one up fandom where that that woman who yes. said some very racist things to yes. people uh basically simped over him for 30 minutes yeah which again in my mind i'm like oh well he must be loving this he must have a cult of personality but then he told those people to get bent and i'm like maybe not maybe he's just a well-meaning idiot i don't know <laughs> it's very strange you're you're hard to pin down Zack snyder i'm not gonna lie. every time i think i know you and i think i know what kind of person you are you shock me with moments like this and i'm like say what <laughs> go figure but yeah like i said that I, overnight i went from like okay i guess i'll watch the snyder cut when i got four hours to spend then i heard that news and i'm like oh i'm excited to watch it now this is gonna be fun i'm gonna make popcorn <laughs> Hey, because that's what it really boils down to everyone. If you take nothing else away, it's that, hey, we may disagree on creative things. We may disagree on silly, inconsequential things. But at the end of the day, we agree on the important stuff, which is telling internet racists to get bent. <laughs> so there you go. You know what? I will I will drink a protein shake for you, sir, and I will hit a tire with uh, a big hammer for I'll you. I will do some P90X. <laughs> There you go for you, sir, because <laughs> you seem all right now. Uh, moving on from there to uh, some news about Free Comic Book Day, which is still coming, even though we're not going to be fucking able to go out. So probably no stores are going to be having events this year. Mm-hmm. But uh, here's a piece of news I never thought I would end up reading, and that is Diamond Distributor won't be doing DC books for Free Comic Book Day in 2021 because they are not together anymore. Also, oh, thank you, Cyborg shame. Soldier shame i i love that diamond is still coping still seething about all of this 
from uh from this breakup yeah <laughs> from this breakup look it's not you it's us no it's very much you and also i cut up all your fucking t-shirts <laughs> i'm not crazy you're crazy <laughs> And now people in the chat have to wonder, wait, is Joel the person who cut up someone's shirts or did they cut up his shirts? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I honestly did not even consider this uh, when I thought of the big breakup between DC and Diamond. I really didn't. That, yeah, they're the ones who do the free comic book day stuff. It was all part of their bigger plan to try and get more people into stores and buy more books. I'd love if DC did something like that's not called free comic book day, but is uh. on like the same day uh gimme comic book day just gimme and it ends up being like a runaway success like the whole digital stuff and everything has been they literally could now where it's like yeah we're gonna give our books away not on free comic book day though we're gonna do it on our own special day hey call it fandom yeah we're gonna do it for a whole week (laughs) yeah we're gonna have fandom week get to your favorite comic book stores and pick up our bring new books (laughs) man that would be really funny actually That'd be oh, really great, to... just because I know Bleeding Cool would write some article scathing oh, of it. Course. Oh, of course, of course, of course. Again, too, I don't even think, there's like nothing stopping DC if they wanted to put out no. a free book that day. No. They could. Yeah, there's no, like, laws against it. No, no, it just feels funny and petty from Diamond's part. It's like, and we're not putting out your book because you're not with us anymore. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, honestly, them not being with them anymore really hasn't changed much. The biggest thing that changed is they release on Tuesday now. Yeah, and I think like the only um, uh, delay that like my stores have got is when they had that that big weather system in America. Mm, that was yeah, the yeah, only yeah, time yeah. that some that there was like a delay. Right. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you telling me about that one. Man, this story just kind of makes me wistful because it's like, yeah, I guess this is going to be another free comic book day. We're not going to be able to get out again, huh? Aww. Yeah. Well, I'm probably going to be able to get out to it. My island nation has things under control and everything. <laughs> Ooh, we know what we're doing. Unlike the rest of North America, they're just kind of rolling the dice and being like, uh, how about now? How about I, coughed, now? I coughed in a restaurant last night and didn't get weird looks. <laughs> you motherfucker. I dream of the day that I could cough in public and not get looks. Man, it's going to be so weird when this is all done with and we can leave without our masks. We're all going to feel fucking naked. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I've got so many nice masks now. I think I might just keep wearing them every day. It's great. I don't have probably to probably be uh, for the best. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as we saw with this flu season, everyone was disinfecting and washing their hands and wearing masks and not near as many people got sick with the yeah. flu this year. Yeah. And the rest of the Asian world is like, uh, yeah, the West. We've been talking about that <laughs> we've forever. We've been doing that for ages. You used to think yeah, it what was you, weird. Yeah. Why do you think we do it? <laughs> And it's like, well, we're sorry, Asian world. You guys were on to something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's your diamond news, everyone. Uh, now, speaking of DC, in fact, this dovetails quite nicely. Another big piece of news that came down the pipeline from DC this week is a cost increase for select comics, mainly Batman titles. But moving forward now, select Batman books and probably other books, too, but mainly the Batman books right now are going to be a whole six dollars yeah it may it makes sense they would be for batman because of course they're the highest selling books i imagine always these are the price isn't going to change that 
No, I don't think so either, because people are going to buy Batman regardless if they were going to jack the price on any of the books. It was going to be Batman. In fact, I wonder, too, is this the reason they've come out with several uh, fucking brand new Batman anthologies so they can justify charging six bucks for them now? Yeah, and also I have to imagine, because I know a couple of the Batman books have backups as well. They'd be like, well, you're not not getting one story, you're getting two Mm. or three. That's their justification. I remember... Way back when we worked at Nam Redacted, I had often, you know, uh, floated this idea of the fear of the $5 comic future. That, you know, once comics hit $5 American, then we're going to see some real, uh, you know, changes in the industry, some real, like, you know, uh, ripple effects, some butterfly effects. Well, now it's March 2021, and uh, forget $5 future, we've jumped right to a $6 Batman comic future. Yeah, it's even worse for people like me where there's the conversion rate because uh oh, yeah. during, same because i bought i bought all my all the digital stuff is fine because it's all in usd but if i want to yeah, buy yeah, like yeah. A, a physical copy mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. for future state as a reference i think a batman one was about 14 dollars yeah, per issue you and you and me both man it's goddamn ridiculous if you live in anywhere but the states and again uh, I I think they will get away with this, as you mentioned, Matt, because it's Batman and people were going to buy <laughs> Batman regardless. And I'm sure their hope is, look, we'll jack the price of Batman now to six in hopes that we don't have to jack the price of everything else to five <laughs> in a couple years or so. But again, this is going to hurt that international market, man. Yep. It's really I, I cannot see an instance where this isn't going to hurt the international market. And I wonder how long can they get away with it? Like, look, you can do it, but you better make sure those new Batman books are fucking excellent because now people will be looking for every opportunity to stop reading or an opportunity to pirate. Yep, yep. Or, or just an opportunity like what I do, just wait for trade. Because it's, it's, just trade it's cheaper, it's infinitely cheaper. Yeah, that's uh, that's the thing. And, you know, comic books, they are a niche hobby and they are only becoming a more expensive hobby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, it's like, look, I could take that $6 American, which I don't know what that becomes in Canadian, like uh, like eight bucks, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like eight bucks or something Canadian. I could get, like, a uh, coffee and a bagel with that. <laughs> like from Horton's. I could go to Horton's right now and get, like, a big coffee and a bagel for that type of money that I would spend on one comic. And then it's like, well, what would you enjoy longer? Joel, the physical copy or that uh, coffee and bagel? I don't know. How, how good coffee and bagel are we talking here? Because <laughs> sometimes I read a book and like, God damn, did I really spend six bucks on that? But with a coffee and bagel, I'm like, mm, I wish I had more coffee and bagel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whenever I buy, if I buy like a really expensive book, like I have in the past, I always try and justify it. It's like, well, I'm using it to make a video and the video will help me make the money back. And yeah. And you know, if you're smart as a YouTube creator, I get to write this off on my taxes mm-hmm. later. So hopefully it makes me some money and then I can take a little off later so we can justify it. But unless everyone out there becomes comic book YouTubers professionally, <laughs> it's not going to work. Yeah. Unless, yeah. unless everyone wants to start working for me and then I'll just let you read my books. How about that? <laughs> everyone join my cult come work for me and i'll let you uh i'll let you read the books <laughs> that's that's my carrot and a stick to get you into working for cape joel enterprises yeah you gotta come to our island to read those books <laughs> man why didn't i actually call my company for tax reasons cape joel enterprises that is so lame that i didn't do that i had to call it something lame and easy i should have called it cape joel enterprises <laughs> 
uh, Trevor Phillips LLC. <laughs> Call it something cool. No, just like ooh, entertainment solutions. <laughs> you know, because it's more than just videos. I can do all sorts of entertainment. I'm just generally entertaining. <laughs> but yeah, this is... Uh, what I really don't like about this is I hope it doesn't become such a smash success charging six bucks for Batman that Marvel gets the same idea and they're like, oh, you can get away with charging six bucks for Batman? Well, we're going to charge six bucks for Spider-Man now. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, because Spider-Man's got a couple of books out at the moment as well. Mm -hmm. And as goes one, often goes the other. So like, yeah. Yeah, that or like, I know, Thor or something, Iron Man. I mean, this is the horrible thing about comics. They copy each other's good ideas and they copy each other's bad (laughs) ideas too. Yeah. (laughs) This is the only industry where I think that happens, where it's like, no, we're going to copy your bad ideas too, bro. Yeah. Well, we, we see want... it as a bad idea. They're probably making a heap of money off of it, and they think it's oh, a good yeah, idea. Like, <laughs> oh, I mean, it will it will probably be very successful for them at first. But yeah. like I said, the second the quality starts dropping, people will now have extra reason to stop reading. Mm-hmm is what it is or pick up something else where it's like, well, I could keep reading the adventures of Bruce Wayne every week for six bucks. Hey, you know, I could try this, the next Batman book digitally. Yeah. <laughs> it's cheap. It's con- <laughs> it's considerably cheaper. Yeah. Hell, uh, I checked out those, uh, Jeff Trammell truth and justice books. He's the Craig of the Creek guy who yep. I keep meaning to have on the show. I picked up both of those this week's 99 cents each. Yep. I'm like, God damn, that was a good purchase. 99 cents yeah. each. I, I I truly believe they may have been the cheapest comics I have bought in a long time that I didn't get out of like a long box for like six for 12. Yeah. But yeah, so there's your new future, everyone. Six dollar Batman comics. <laughs> catch, catch the fever. Get, get hype for it. Yep, And people will be getting hype for it. I imagine they're going to sell out. Oh, yeah, probably. I mean, they they will buy it because as we have seen time and time again, Batman fans are a little insatiable. Yep. They will, they will do the thing. Uh, moving on from there to some new Marvel stuff here. Uh, Ed Bresson was named this week as the official writer for the brand new Predator comic. Yes, yes. I'm very excited for this. The Alien book uh, by Philip Kennedy Johnson actually comes out this week. That's right. I'm actually glad that I got to read Philip Kennedy Johnson's uh, Superman work. So now I kind of have a better, uh, what is it, frame of reference for what he does. And yeah, it's a it's a bold new future for Marvel, Matt, with aliens and predators. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I saw the preview for the alien one and it looks great. Yes, I agree. It's super cool. Some fun variant covers going around as well. That new Captain America 27 had a cool one with Cap like shielding an alien in the face. Yeah. It was also kind of hard to, uh, what is it, search this book this week for the show because I kept writing Predator into the search engine. It's like, hey, do you want to know what, uh, what, what YouTuber what YouTubers got caught? a Predator these days? <laughs> yeah, this week. And I'm like, God damn it. Like, how many of these happened this week? Oh, at least two. Okay, fuck. No, I meant cool Predator. No, I mean not cool Predator. I mean movie Predator. No, not actor who turned out to be a sexual Predator. I mean alien Predator. No, not the movie alien Predator. God damn it. <laughs> This job, everyone, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, this uh, this looks cool. I really wonder what kind of stories they're going to tell with this. Are they going to, you know, hook it right in right away to the bigger Marvel universe? Or are they going to do what they did with Conan and Ultraman? And that is like, no, 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 here's some stories on their own. And then once we get a good head of steam going, and then we'll start working well, stuff I think, in. I think these ones are on their own because I know at least the Predator one is in the future. Because it's about a girl right. whose like, family was killed by a Predator and she goes hunting for the exact same Predator right, in the future right. some t- at some point. Also, too, are we going to see Predators from the movie or are we creating brand new Predators for the Marvel Universe? Because they all have like, what is it, like fun little code names that the fans call them? Yeah, I have to imagine we'll probably get both. I, and I yeah. have to imagine eventually we're going to get like, oh, here's Dutch. Here's Danny mm. Glover's character. As the chat is saying, just make Conan versus Predator already. Oh, you they're know that's in their that. They're building. They're going to set these up, and they're going to build them towards Alien versus Predator, and then do whatever else after that. I I pitched it as a team, but seriously, Conan, Alien, Predator, Ultraman, all together on one team. <laughs> oh, we call them the Acquisitionables because we acquired them through <laughs> other means. <laughs> team acquisition. <laughs> Man, who else can they put on that team? Who else can they get? Yeah. Man, if you told me that, you know, Marvel and Predator, that they'd start making comics from them again, I'd be like, fuck off. (laughs) That this is the new future we're in now where Marvel is just such this big entertainment multimedia juggernaut where it's like, look, do you have a cool thing that we can turn into a comic? We can. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll have a crossover with these. We'll have a crossover with um, the stuff Tom Taylor was doing with... uh, uh, was it Dark Agnes? Uh, yeah, Solomon Kane. Right. All of that's, those. Characters. I forgot that was a big cross. Yeah, Zub did that. Yeah, holy yeah. shit. Yeah, man. Yeah, all, all these Robert E. Howard things. Now Tarzan can be here too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Can they use Tarzan? Is Tarzan in the public domain? I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's got to be a hundred years old. Tarzan. I mean, Disney made Robert a movie e. about it, and there's like a hundred other companies made movies about it. So I have to imagine that's true. I mean, but isn't like Kazar their Tarzan anyway? Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. They have so many characters that are like that. Mm-hmm. That's already a, already a deal. What What about Hannibal? When they can get a Hannibal, Matt, <laughs> let him join the team. Dr. <laughs> Hannibal Lecter on the Acquisitionables. <laughs> look, just make him look like uh, freaking what is it, Mad Melkinson, and tell everyone that it's a continuation of that TV show they like. <laughs> Season three, it got a little bit out of hand. <laughs> there you for real yeah he started fighting predators look the way that show was going if he started fighting aliens and predators i'd be like now nah, this tracks yeah this is about right yeah yeah he fought the red dragon and then he fought the predator yeah okay yeah yeah that works out that's all good seriously that show is fucking nuts because literally that show makes being a serial killer out to being a goddamn jedi you can yeah. sense other serial killers yeah. when they're near <laughs> I feel him. I sense him in the force. And then again, man, I, I keep bringing up, there's an episode of that Hannibal show, which is an excellent show, by the way. Brian Fuller did a really good job. It's a good show. Where there is a guy who wears a bear suit to mm-hmm. kill people, yeah. but he has like hydraulic jaws and everything yeah, and on his bear it. suit. Yeah. And I'm like, motherfucker, he's a Spider-Man villain. Yeah, yeah. Like half the people on there were like like Spider-Man villains or like villains you'd like see the Punisher go up against, like like a jigsaw Literally. or something. Literally. Look, he, look, I'm just saying here's my pitch. Hannibal Lecter gets moved to Ravencroft Asylum. 
So whenever Spider-Man or anyone else has a problem with a serial killer, they just go to Ravencroft and be like, I want to talk to Dr. Lecter. <laughs> I want to say there was someone like pitched like a comment, which was like a Freddy versus Jason versus Hannibal sort mm. of thing. I want to say Ooh, that, that happened cool. at some point. Yeah, they did have Freddy versus Jason versus the Army of Darkness, which wasn't as good. No. Not as good as the first uh, Freddy versus Jason that they did. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, Punisher versus Hannibal. When's that going to be a thing? <laughs> but uh, that would be so cut and dry. Punisher would just shoot him in the fucking head. <laughs> yeah, done. Why didn't anyone start with this? <laughs> I'm not I'm not mad that you're bad, Frank. I'm mad that you're sloppy. <laughs> oh, sorry. What was that? What were you going to say? That I was sloppy? <laughs> I don't feel too sloppy. And then moves on with his day. <laughs> Man, that's what they gotta do, like a like a horror parody comic with the Punisher, where he just like shoots the slasher in the first couple minutes. Yeah, the 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 comics like only like two pages long. The joke is, is that you totally flip it on its ear, and normally like they're the ones you know stalking defenseless people all over the place, but now it's the Punisher, it's the Punisher stalking, stalking them. them. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's kind of what the Punisher Warzone movie was, and why yeah. I liked it. I'm like, oh yeah, he's just a machete wheeling nut job you can't <laughs> run away from. <laughs> Because he's going to punch your head off and then he's going to blow you up with a rocket launcher while you're doing parkour. (laughs) And so apparently Lexi Alexander sucks, but that movie's still good. Yeah, she's not a very good person. (laughs) No, she she blocked me on Twitter actually a very long time ago and I don't even remember why. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Actually, Actually, no, wait, I do remember why. It was when Fury Road came out. And I pointed out the very clear history of homoeroticism in that those movies, and I don't think she liked that. It's very clear. I'm like, Lexi, they were called gay boy berserkers and smegma crazies. Like, literally, there is so much homoeroticism in those movies. <laughs> like, that's kind of the point, but okay, whatever. Turns out the internet turned on you anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> Uh, all right, what else do we got going on after that? Ooh, we got a new Alpha Flight comic, a miniseries coming from Al Ewing. We do. In fact, if you read the last Immortal Hulk book, uh, this series basically got backdoor piloted. Yeah. It's going to be them. We still got, uh, what is it, Doc Sasquatch, who was a combination of Doc Samson and Sasquatch, in case you wondered what that thing was. Yep. We also got Absorbing Man and his wife, as well as Puck and Dr. McGowan, who has really become one of the most prominent trans characters in Marvel, and I love that she gets to be on the cover of something. It's really cool. It's really interesting seeing Titania and uh, uh, Crusher there, because uh, I'm fairly certain Crusher was dead for a while. Like, yes. Because he was I in that th- Black Bolt book, and he like kind of sacrificed himself. and Yes, and then he became the Red Absorbing Man. Yeah in a mortal hulk and then he fought the hulk and then he died again and went to the place below all mm-hmm. i i don't think he's back a lot is he back alive yet or is he not but maybe, again, maybe this will be it yeah he's in the book so clearly he's gonna be here i i love the idea that absorbing man and his wife titania have just kind of become good guys now yeah i like it i their the, their the journey to a good guy through the inhumans book was, was like mm. fantastic it's been really, really solid. And also, too, this basically, you know, confirms, too, that even though Immortal Hulk is ending at issue 50, as the chat is saying in September or October, it's still probably going to continue in this form. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, that that's, uh take on the Hulk will still continue somewhere. Absolutely. And hey, there's still, uh, you know, uh, what is it, plates in the air that Ewing could do something with. The fact that uh, General Ross came back in Captain America and became the Red Hulk again. 
mm-hmm. but he might not be a bad guy anymore. Mm-hmm. There's still a bridge they got across. The fact that Betty Ross just left the book, yep. but was still the Harpy. Mm-hmm. And who looks like her and the Hulk might be going to join Doctor Strange's new Defenders. Ooh. Which actually makes that Defenders a book I really want to read. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so there's Gamma Flight, everyone. That's cool. That's cool. I I appreciate that uh, that's a series. Which, you know, comes about mainly just on the strength of Immortal Hulk. Yeah, yeah. Just how well that book did. Absolutely. That these minor characters get a spinoff. Uh, speaking of spinoffs, hey, let me tell you about Rail Racer, Matt, the brand new Captain America-inspired hero for Chris Cantwell's new series, The United States of Captain America, coming soon. Yes, he's the Captain America of the railroads. Man... Everything about this character I just fucking love. I want American flag overalls. Like, I saw this costume and I'm like, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) And then when I heard his story where it's like, yeah, he's a defender of LGBT youth who rides the rails, getting into fist fights with bigots. And I'm like, nope, nope, stop, stop. You hit oil. You you hit it. I love everything about this character. It's like, oh, yeah, and he's just going to be one of many Captain America-inspired heroes that, like, Steve meets along the way. And I'm like, okay, Christopher Cantwell, I'm fucking in. Yeah. I love, too, that his shield basically is like a trash can lid that he spray-painted. Yeah, it's great. It's 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 great street-level cap. Yeah, I love the tattoos. Like, seriously, like, I'm not a cosplay dude, but this is easily the most cosplayable costume ever. Like, I will cosplay as this character. <laughs> Finally, a Captain America that I can be. <laughs> I, f- I fucking love everything about this design. Rail racer. That's good. O- also, too, speaking of Captain America, I guess the Ta-Nehisi Coates run is coming to an end soon. I think they finally announced. Yeah. I have to imagine. It's on, like, what, issue 26 or 7? Yeah. It is. So I'm imagining it's going to end near the end of this arc. It looks like, you know, Coates put into place because, you know, he finally cleared his name for Ross's murder, which was basically the driving force behind the whole book since yep. it began. Yep. So we're, we're clearing that up. He's just got to deal with Red Skull, who, oh, Red Skull's on Twitter now. That's how that story went. I thought that might be where that was going. Literally, he's on Twitter now and he's like, wait a minute. So, you know, World War II, I spent all this time trying to, like, point hate and weaponize hate in the hearts of men to, you know, you know, seek my own ends and everything. But wait a minute. Hate's already perfect as it is. Everyone in America already hates each other. Oh, my God. I don't have to do anything. I can just go on Twitter, say some inflammatory shit, and we'll kill each other. Yeah. And that's what he's doing now. Like, literally, he's like, Sin, my daughter, teach me how to use the internet. <laughs> And she's like, okay, dad. And then, like, yeah, literally, he just gets a Twitter account. And just like in real life, I bet Jack won't, uh, what is it, ban this Nazi supervillain. No, no. <laughs> yeah. And, like, literally, he's just, you know, talking all that Tucker Carlson shit at Captain America. He doesn't really love America. He won't debate me in the marketplace of <laughs> ideas. He's the captain of nothing. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, yeah, this Red Skull guy's really saying, you know, he's, he's saying what we're all feeling, right, guys? <laughs> And I'm like, I hate that that was so easy for Red Skull. And also like, yeah, yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly how it would go. That's exactly how it would go. And Steve's like, fuck, do I have to get on Twitter and fight him now? What do I do? (laughs) Like, I can't go beat him up now. Like, whoa, what do I do? (laughs) Yeah, you're right, Jane. The Red Skull, massive boomer energy on the computer. (laughs) Now, how do I send the gifs in? It's a gif, dad. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) 
And the fact that he's actually, like, getting a good relationship with his daughter now for the first time ever because she's actually seeing him as, like, a human being and not, like, the weird god figure he always told her he was. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. They're bonding over inciting hatred in America. Yeah, they're literally bonding over (laughs) shitposting. Oh, that's great. That's become the new thing. Like, you know, I I never really loved my father until we shitposted together. (laughs) Oh, man. Now she's going to start doing Nazi makeup tutorials later. (laughs) Now, see, Red Skull, if you really want to take over the world, the final frontier is TikTok. (laughs) Can you set your Hydra ideals to a three-minute dance? Well, can (laughs) you? I will try. Uh. Uh, But yeah, so there's United States of Captain America. This is going to be a mini, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, looks cool. Yeah, it was Christopher Campbell. He's been doing wonders over on Iron Man, so I'll definitely be picking this up. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta sit down and I gotta read that because you said such great things about it, and I gotta read his Doctor Doom too. Yeah, for the same reason. But yeah, there's, uh, there's Rail Racer for you, everyone. And hey, again, a uh, perfect segue because we're talking about Captain America, a big, important Captain America centric thing uh, dropped this week, didn't it, Matt? Well, technically it, last week because it's it Monday. Did now. it did Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yes, uh, a little a little show you may have hear, heard of, a little a little <laughs> underground production there. No one really knows what to make, but actually, I just read before we started, it's the biggest digital premiere of all time. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, which blows me away. I'm like, really? Bigger than Mandalorian? Bigger than WandaVision? This was the one. Yeah, well, it's, again, it's characters, I think, that are a bit more popular uh, than WandaVision and all that. And also, I'm sure the people who checked out on WandaVision because they're like, oh, I can't follow this or like, oh, I don't understand uh, all these old American TV show references they're making. Well, here you go, because Falcon and Winter Soldier is basically a Marvel movie told over multiple parts is yeah, what it seems to be. It is. It is. Except, they, you know, those people still found something to complain about. And we'll talk oh, about yeah. that. We'll talk about that. Oh, of course. Of course. Uh, absolutely. So, yeah, this uh, this show wastes absolutely zero time getting started as we see sam in his role as you know superhero military contractor guy uh trying to save a hostage from batrock zilipa in the laf yes uh, it was so good to see batrock back yes with a costume that looks even more like his comic costume yes yes man chuck liddell must be so fucking happy that they got him back <laughs> I no not chuck, chuck liddell it's uh george st perry st pierre thank you <laughs> So yes, they, they look to say Chuck Chuck Liddell was his stand-in. Yeah, you know, big big tough fighty man. I don't watch <laughs> MMA. I watch that fake ass wrestling. <laughs> but no, he's he's really good in the role and actually really physical. And I like that they actually got a French guy to play the famously French villain. Mm-hmm. Also fitting too, because again, when uh, Sam became Captain America in that Remember comic early on, Batrock was actually one of the first mm-hmm. villains he fought. So yeah. I enjoyed that bit of connective tissue. Yeah. Uh, moreover than that, I mean, that's, you get that big action scene at the beginning to tide you over because the rest of the show is actually pretty, like, not downbeat, but like pretty mellow and pretty easy going. Pretty mundane stuff for heroes. Which I love, you know, between this and between Superman and Lois, we are in a golden age of superheroes dealing with mundane everyday problems. Yeah, it, it's, as I said on Twitter, it's just, I love that stuff. It, it humanizes these larger than life characters. Makes sense, too, because it's something that the movies could never really tackle that hard because it's like, hey, we only got two hours. We got to give the people what they came for. It's surprising how many people are only just like starting to realize that 
that like yeah. oh yeah these movies can't do that because they have like a set time they've got to keep the plot moving and everything we can't stop to have sam dealing with you know his sister's loan problems but here yeah. we can absolutely and you know it's something we always got as comic readers and now it's something we're seeing beautifully translated into mm-hmm. television because it's like yeah sometimes you really grow to like a character and really understand them when you see them out of the costume when you see them doing just regular people stuff yeah it's why though in those first two avengers films the stuff with like the avengers at like avengers tower just chilling after yes. the party like that stuff's really good it's necessary mm-hmm. it's necessary yeah. is what it truly is. And in fact, we'll talk about that necessary thing when we talk about the next thing. But uh, <laughs> yeah, like you said, we actually get to meet Sam's family in New Orleans, which is a bit of a retcon from the comics. In the comics, he was like a New York boy himself and like his father was a preacher and everything. But you know, this is this is fine. It's interesting to have a character of the Marvel Universe who is not from New York. That's what I was going to say. I, I have to imagine they probably saw it and it's like, oh, all these other characters like, are going to be in and around New York, Spider-Man, uh, Hawkeye, Loki, all this stuff. We, we'll move him out of it. We know Bucky is already from New York, so it's like, well, yeah. if we make them both guys from New York. Yeah. You know, let's make him, you know, somewhere from the American South and everything, so, you know, we can talk about New Orleans and everything that's going on there. Uh, yeah, his, uh, his big mission in this episode is trying to get a bank loan for his sister and his nephew so they can, you know, save the family shrimp in business and everything that has fallen on hard times, especially harder times now post the blip. Yeah, we, we find, yeah, obviously he was blipped out, his family wasn't, so, and... Uh, lots of stuff happened in that time. Rules change regarding uh, loans and how you can get money from the bank and everything. As it would. Uh, yeah, yeah, as it would. Um, and I like that they tied that in as well with uh, very, very real systemic racism stuff. Yes. Systemic racism and also, you know... Uh, again, one of the big themes of the Captain America movies in general and something that they are really running with here, this idea of how veterans are treated when they return <laughs> home. And, you know, Sam is a literal veteran and a superhero veteran now. <laughs> and even though he saved the world, the predatory financial institutions of America are still ready to take him for a ride. while also asking for a picture because, you know, thank you for your service. But no, we can't help. You. Yeah, yeah. Which, again, is another one of those things where it's like, hey, you can think it's because he's black, you can think it's because he's a veteran, you can think it for any other thing. Or he can be one of those people on Twitter who started blaming Steve Rogers and Tony Stark for not paying him. It's like, guys, guys, that that wasn't what that scene was about. Not only that, that's addressed in that scene as... Uh, these people just not listen to that where sam says they don't do it for the money they do it for the goodwill and there's also always the fact that like if they can be paid that means there's the opportunity that they could be bought exactly which again i think that makes perfect sense yeah superheroes shouldn't make money doing what they do and like he says yeah we get by mostly on the goodwill of strangers is what we do Mm mm-hmm I think there's something very pure and beautiful and powerful about that, but people just totally took the wrong uh, wrong thing for that for some reason. Yeah, and as well as if it was the other way around where suddenly he's like, oh, Tony Stark left me a billion dollars in his will, like, they would complain mm. about that because that's just fixing the problem straight away. Yeah, yeah, they're like, oh, well, now he's not relatable anymore because a magic white man died and gave him a bunch of money and everything. Yeah. Which, from what I understand, apparently Rhodey was left a lot of money, and he's doing quite well. 
I like that scene too with Rhodey and Sam just talking to each other because they didn't really get much of a time to interact in the Avengers movies. Yeah, and it's it's even better because they're both like they're both part of the Air Force and everything, and you'd think yes. they would have time to interact. But yeah, it's great to see that, and hopefully we get more of that. Yeah, the the mystery too of like what what has happened to Steve Rogers? Is he dead? Is he missing? Is he retired? They don't actually give us an answer. I don't. Th- what what I think I think the heroes and all that know, but like what they're doing is they're keeping it from the public and maybe doing something mm. like, oh, he tried to return the stones and he never came back, but the stones mm. were returned, and it's like kind of give, giving Steve that out, yeah, where he can go I, spend time with his family and whatnot. I like they said, is he on the moon? I'm like, this isn't the Avengers video game. Get out of here with that. <laughs> but maybe he is on the moon though. I don't know. Yeah, on the blue side of the moon. <laughs> On the blue side of the moon where there's air, of course. Yeah, where where else could Captain America retire? Not on Earth. They have so many alien friends now. He's just got a cottage on the moon. <laughs> but yeah, so Sam's going through some hard stuff. Bucky is going through some hard stuff, too. And again, playing into that whole, you know, veterans issues and everything there. He is still awash in PTSD and part of his parole and kind of, you know, getting his slate wiped for all the crimes he committed as the Winter Soldier is he has to take, you know, mandatory uh, psychological counseling. Yeah, yeah, and sort of discuss with the counselor his past and how he's, mm. uh, as well as that, he's trying to uh, atone for what he didn't pass. He's got a list, like how Steve had a list of things yes. to catch up on. He's got a list of things to amend. I like that, actually, you know, kind of drawing a, you know, a parallel between the two characters and also to Steve used numbers he used letters yeah I thought that was a fun little touch there and of course in classic Bucky way there's like yes I'm making amends to all the people I hurt and also trying to you know take down a lot of bad people who I put into power along the way and I'm like oh that's fun yeah he's he's got a list of all the people he helped get into uh like American government and input with mm. uh, Hydra and whatnot so I thought that was pretty cool very very classic comic winter soldier is what that is mm-hmm. and uh of course too and in what is becoming an odd bit of recurring theming for bucky he befriends an old japanese man whose son that he murdered and it's like damn bucky you love befriending people whose family members you've killed shit that was a really great reveal because at, f- at first i didn't catch the guy's name and i thought it was like oh that's gonna be like old jim morita from world war ii mm. that he fought in world war ii with same they, that's what i like thought buddies too. now and then it was revealed that it's the father of the guy he killed in that flashback we first see him in and like, oh that's so cool the second he said dead son i'm like oh what did bucky kill his son oh fuck <laughs> yes he did actually <laughs> <laughs> and oh and he can't date and everything he's just having a rough time just yeah. man it's uh it's hell being bucky isn't it <laughs> Which, I mean, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, you know, Steve was, you know, like a was like a beacon. He was a celebrity. This guy did so much bad stuff. So, you know, he's like the complete opposite of that. Yeah, I, I like, um, I think it, I think it's the, it's both Bucky and the, uh, the therapist that mentioned it, where Bucky mentions about how in Wakanda he had calm, he had peace, it was mm. good. And then the, it all came back to bite him in the ass. But I like what the therapist said is like that, that can be dangerous as well like that where, where you're left on your own mm. and with your own thoughts and everything that can be very dangerous especially for veterans yeah yeah no doubt yeah yeah they definitely they definitely did their homework on this one when it comes to veterans mm. issues absolutely and ptsd and coming i was reminded oh thank you uh envious cosplay thank you appreciate i was actually reminded very much of uh the stuff they did with the punisher and everything in that <laughs> first season yeah yeah and i appreciated that which 
again, plays into that bigger idea that I might be talking about later on the channel that people seem really obsessed with this idea where it's like, are Marvel movies part of, you know, American military propaganda? No, I don't think so. No. They, they might I'd, look like it on the surface, but not really. But if you actually if you actually dig a little deeper, I think this show really goes out of its way to sh uh, to showcase where it's like, nah, it kind of sucks. It's not glorious or heroic. I mean, we're glorious and heroic because we're superheroes, but in our normal, regular life, we keep getting raked across the coals. <laughs> Ooh, I forgot too. Uh, Sam's military like buddy there, his little like uh, liaison. That's Joaquin Torres. That's yes. the uh, second uh, inhuman version of Falcon from the comics. Yeah, they just casually just drop him in as like Sam's like handler partner guy. Which makes me think, hey, if Sam ends this as Captain America, as we all think he will, does that mean that Joaquin Torres will be right there to pick up the mantle? Hopefully, yeah. And does and that also Falcon mean, too? like, maybe they're doing something with Inhumans? Yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, wouldn't that be some shit that he ends up getting exposed to some Terrigen mist during these next couple episodes? Yeah, and then he's in, like, Miss Marvel or something. Yeah, grow some wings. That would be fun. I like that he's a dork, that he's like, oh, I'm on my phone and everything, and you're so cool, Falcon. <laughs> I like that he's a bit of a dork. Yeah. Bit of a dork. Uh, what else we got in this one? Uh, oh, we got the Flag Smashers. We did. We get to see uh, their little uh, story, which is they're, they're robbing banks all over the world to, I guess, fund their agenda. Yes, yes, which in this universe is inspired by Thanos, which is kind of interesting. They think the world was better yep. with half as many people and that, you know, we should tear down, uh, what is it, all the nations of the world again and have, you know, a world without borders, which again, a lot of people seem to have taken the wrong way on social media again, where it's like, oh, Marvel is saying it's wrong to want a world with no borders. No, they're just saying that the Flag Smasher's way of going about it is wrong. Yeah, and uh, again, again, it's like an organic way to tell the story because it's both something that's quite realistic and as well tied yes. into the overall MCU plot. Most definitely. Also, too, come on, there's like a 90% chance here that the Flag Smashers are actually like a fake smokescreen operation oh, yeah. by the by the American government so they can help prop up their new sponsored Captain America, John Walker. Yeah, who we only get a brief glimpse at the end, which I'm very glad we about. Do. I thought we were just going to cut straight into it. Same, same. It's a it, it's a good twist too, especially for people like who haven't read the comics and don't know that's coming. Where it's like, yeah, 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 because they make a big deal about Sam stepping down and the uh, politician there. It's like, oh, it's good, Sam, that you stepped down. You're doing the right thing. Yeah, we'll keep the shield safe in the Swiss. Okay, the black guy's gone. Give it to someone else. Yep, yep. <laughs> that's uh, I think Jordan Peele would be proud about that. That kind of <laughs> like not in your face racism, but still very much racism. Yes. <laughs> Where it's like, why Why wasn't I okay? Why did you say I was good out of one side of your mouth and then give it to a white guy who will follow orders? Mm -hmm. I'm really interested to see how, uh, what is it, Wyatt Russell is going to play the character too. Yeah, well, in interviews I've heard that um, it sounds like they're going to be doing the, um, not the version, everyone seems to uh, have assumed that the version they're going to do is just going to be like total MAGA mm. US agent, but it, it sounds like they're doing it more like how he's been more recently written which is he's just like this kind of a dumb guy who yeah, just follows I, orders 
yeah, I believe in every bit of American mm-hmm. imperialism. I believe in American exceptionalness. I will still try and save people and still try and be a hero, but I'm also going to be a giant dumbass while I do it. Yeah, they also mentioned he's not an actual super soldier. He's just a normal oh, guy. Interesting. I wonder how that's going to play out. Yeah. Huh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Also, the fact, too, that we see the flag smasher from the trailers, the young woman who was ironically the same woman from Solo, Mm -hmm. and the idea being where it's like, oh, there kind of seems to be two leaders of uh, the flag smashers here because there was two flag smashers in the comics, too. Mm -hmm. Yep. And one seems to be a gender-bent version of the other. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's uh, I'm interested to see where that's going to go because one guy clearly seemed to have powers of some variety. Well, yeah, I think... I think most of them actually do. I know at least in the trailer, it looks like the girl had powers as well. Right. One flag smasher was a life model decoy too. Yeah. Ooh. So I wonder, will they bring that in here? The concept of life model decoys. That'd be cool. It would be. Yeah. Again, make a uh, explain how some people can have powers and be in multiple places at once. Yeah. Also, too, I like uh, this was the first episode and we haven't heard hide nor hair of Zemo, even though we know he's going to be a big deal in the show. Do you think he's just going to be a third party? Because I know people think, oh, he's going to tie into the flag smashes and it's going to be like his mm. sort of organization. But I have a feeling he's going to be a like like a third wheel, like just sort of in the plot, because I think he's on Bucky's list because mm, there's the name yeah. Zemo on his list, H Zemo. And I think that's Ooh. that's uh, Heinrich Zemo interesting and yeah quite possibly i mean as we saw with wandavision they're not afraid anymore of being able to juggle multiple villainous factions at once yeah do you think like maybe bucky goes to like see him and try and atone for it and that's how he gets involved in the plot they try and attack bucky while he sees him or something maybe 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 they're setting him up for season two or another movie or somewhere it's like no no he's not actually the main villain of this (laughs) he's only in the last episode (laughs) Or, again, or if my theory pays off, and again, if this happens, I will go through the roof with joy on this one. Zemo is here because they need to set up the Thunderbolts as another spinoff. The, the, the government are using him? Exactly. That's it's the like thing. part we, of his pardon or something? Exactly. We see General Ross come out and be like, look, I'll let you go for a reason, Zemo. And that is, you know, these Avengers, we can't trust them anymore. They barely saved us the last time, so I'm putting together a team of my own. Yeah, Ross is still, like, trying to go after Sam and Bucky, even though they've been pardoned. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, the, the, they may have been pardoned by the government, but not by me. <laughs> I, I don't give up on anything. I'm still hunting Bruce Banner. <laughs> that, too. It's like, I also hate the Hulk because he fucked my daughter, Liv Tyler. <laughs> that is my origin and why I'm angry. Yep. <laughs> That's why. Look at my mustache. Do you see it? Look at Look at it. And then he becomes Red Hulk. Yep. Because <laughs> that's how it happens. <laughs> because yeah i mean think about it i mean with all these different villains running around you could actually probably end up building a pretty decent thunderbolts team oh yeah absolutely yeah and again that's what we haven't seen yet we've had thanos as a big villain what do you do next after the big villain naturally you do the villainous team Mm -hmm. you know we can do everything you can do but we're evil yep that's what i would do for it yeah that's right we also got that she hulk show coming up too so that would be a good way to again get more ross in there and apparently we're finally going to do something with the abomination yeah he's he's a part of that show as well yeah yeah so again there's another guy who could potentially be on the thunderbolts hey same with batrock he can come too yeah and i have to imagine uh 
whoever's in Armor Wars, uh, Justin Hammer or something. Yeah, yeah, I see really him like on it. Yeah. That. Again, I keep saying they should do uh, what is it? Uh, Ezekiel Stain, Obadiah Stain's son. That'd be pretty cool. Just to come back and again tie it back to the original Iron Man, like, oh yeah, Stain had a son actually. Because mm-hmm. man, that first uh, what is it? Matt Fraction. Iron Man run with uh, Ezekiel Stain as the villain is really really good. Yeah. Does does Jeff Bridges have a son that looks like him? Can we get him eh. him involved? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Why not? <laughs> if not, we'll just use the de aging tech that Marvel yeah. has. Yeah. Quick, throw him in the fountain of we'll just put hair on out him. back. We'll just put hair on him. <laughs> there you go. That's all you need to do. Uh, but yeah, so that was Falcon and Winter Soldier, and again, off to a pretty good start. Yeah, and this this is only going to be uh, six episodes. Yeah, it's going to be shorter. That's fine. Yeah. Not all of them need to be as long as WandaVision was. Yeah, and I, I'm intrigued to see how they're going to handle all these storylines over six episodes. Yeah, absolutely, because again, this episode one, it's like, oh, we got a lot of story and a lot of sub uh, sub stories. Yeah, I and I have to imagine the next episode this week is just going to be about, like, uh, new Captain America. Yeah, yeah, we got to learn about him and everything. Man, you know, Disney Plus, they've really hit their stride now with shows where it's like, okay, WandaVision's done, wait a week, now we got this. Okay, this is done, wait a week, and we got, doesn't the Bad Batch come back after this? I think that, yeah, I think they're going to alternate. They go, oh, here's Star Wars, uh, Bad Batch, and then I think after that finishes, we get, well, I think we get Black Widow somewhere in between there, and then in June, we get Loki. Yes, that's right, which we saw the poster for Loki. It's, uh, what was it, Tom Hiddleston and uh, Owen Wilson getting together talking about it. Yes. So that show's also further along than we thought. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's finished. I think it's actually finished oh. filming. Oh, wicked. Yeah. Man, I I am really excited to see Owen Wilson in something. <laughs> <laughs> something different. Yeah, I know. Hey, guys, it's me, Owen Wilson. <laughs> I'm a stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Or maybe I'm my man. Again, I, I, I still hope we're right about that, that Owen Wilson is fucking Mephisto. I really hope he's the goddamn devil. I'm the engineer from WandaVision. It was me. It was me all along. <laughs> you didn't see it, but it was me, Owen Wilson. I'm the Lord of Lies and the Prince of Darkness. <laughs> Crash upon me and be broken. <laughs> Hey, 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 Tom Holland, you want to sell your marriage to me right quick? I'm not married. Oh, okay. But when you are, though, I like to buy marriages. It's kind of my thing. (laughs) Speaking of Tom Holland, and this has nothing to do with anything. I saw that movie Cherry this week. It was pretty good, eh? It was. It was quite good. You know what it reminded me of? It was like an American train spotting. Yeah, it it very much is with like the uh, the fourth wall breaking and like the yes, the very comedic, semi serious tone. Very, where it's like we're dealing with horrifying subject matter, but it's darkly funny. And yeah, characters break the fourth wall and everything. And the ending is kind of happy, but you're not sure. Yeah, I, I had no idea it was based on a true story. Yeah, I, I did actually. But then again, it's like it's a true story where it's like, man, this could be anybody's true story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is Cherry on Amazon or Netflix? Uh, it's on Apple, Apple, I do believe. Yes. Apple got the rights to that one. Yeah. I know it's impossible now to keep up with all the fucking movies on all the fucking streaming services. Yes, it's on Quibi. <laughs> Quibi. <laughs> Nothing's on Quibi. <laughs> What's on Quibi? Nothing. <laughs> Uh, yeah you want to piss off a comedian from la just mention quibi because chances are they probably had a project on that that got canceled because they just gave it out to everybody (laughs) 
Oh, there you go. If you know someone with Apple, yeah, check it out. I know a friend of the show, Jason Inman, was talking about it because obviously, you know, he went into the military service and mm -hmm. fought overseas much in the same time that show yep. or that movie is taking place. Yep. So, like, he knew lots of guys who that's how they ended up going. Mm -hmm. And, man, just, you know, the friggin' pharmaceutical company in the United States there. Hey, you got PTSD? You want some Oxycontin? Yeah. We we'll got just give you this unregulated. Highly addictive. And, oh, yeah, as we find out later, doctors were actually getting, like, incentives and shit for signing it over to people. Oops. Yeah. yeah. And then when those people can't get their oxys anymore, a new heroin wave hit America because heroin was a cheaper, more effective high. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Loved, uh, loved what they did with, uh, what is it, like, uh, one of the bad guys in that movie where we never see his face and he's always shown in shadows. Yeah, that, he's got, uh, like, a weird devil voice. Yeah, that, uh, oh, what was his name? Shadow or something? Black or uh, something? Oh, yeah, Black. They just called him Black. Yeah. So he's going to put his black mask on. He's going to put his black mask <laughs> on, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love how weirdly artistic it is. And all the sign gags. That movie was filled with sign gags. Yeah, this shithole bank and everything. And it was yeah, great. shithole bank. Instead of cap Capital One, it was called Capitalism One W-O-N. Yeah. Like, again, just such a such a fucking weird movie. Good good on the Russos for that. Yeah, very creative looking. Very. Also showing, too, that Tom Holland has a lot of range outside yes, just being Spider-Man. He can act. <laughs> he can act his ass off, yeah. Uh, all right, then I guess from there we can move on to the other big superhero thing that came out this week. It was four hours long and felt every minute of it. It's the Snyder Cut, everybody. Yeah, yeah, it came out and everyone's praising it despite it being the same movie just longer. Yeah, yeah I'm glad we could admit that. Everyone's like, I remember reading the tweets because like everyone decided they were going to live tweet this one for some reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, even if they like our podcasters or not. And it's like, oh, there's so much more story now here. No, there isn't. It's literally the same movie with Joss Whedon's little input inserts cut out. All uh, gone. And all the other scenes just extended longer than they actually need to be. You can tell why this was cut down. Yes. In fact, I th this movie, if nothing else, really put me in the mindset of like a film producer or like a warner brothers big wig because again apparently this is every bit the four hours that he shot that scared the crap out of the higher ups with like oh no no th none of this is releasable mm -hmm. zach mm -hmm. you gotta cut this down and uh, i'm not gonna lie everything they cut yeah i probably would have cut it too actually yeah yeah it's uh way too overindulgent there were however there, there were some scenes and we'll talk about it a little bit later that i wish they had kept in but i know Same. why they kept uh, cut them out because then it would change all of things yes. and yeah mm -hmm. again i'm not gonna say that like oh it's bad it's a total failure no it's the same movie i didn't like before but it's a more complete movie now and in fact uh the stuff they did change and the stuff that i will actually give them thumbs up and go oh yeah you actually changed that for the better was a lot of like the nerdy minutia stuff mm -hmm. that pissed me off originally where it's like uh oh, so, so, so one of the first things they do is like okay they changed this scene with aquaman that was clearly you know cut to pieces early on so batman actually does know who aquaman is instead of in the original version where he looked like an idiot and didn't know that he was talking to aquaman despite the fact that he had luthor's files and amanda waller's files well, all clearly showing well, I, th I think in the theatrical it was made to he was meant to be like coyly like oh, oh i don't know who you are like it, but it didn't come off as like a joke it just made him look like a fucking idiot 
No, and the fact that he had to look at the tapestry and be like, hey, I think you're the Aquaman. <laughs> Are you the Aquaman? Yes, he's clearly the Aquaman. <laughs> also, too, uh, was it they no longer say in this version of it where it's like, oh, the mother boxes woke up because Superman died. They don't say it, but it's very clearly his death that wakes up. They just don't say it anymore. <laughs> that, that doesn't make any sense because that, that, that's doesn't. what the whole movie's based on because now that Superman yes. is dead, uh, Steppenwolf and Darkseid can come back to the planet and uh, destroy it. I guess, despite the take it, yeah, despite despite, despite there the being a thousand years between when yeah. he was defeated the first time and Superman mm-hmm. being there, you know, and that Superman was only Superman for like what maybe a couple years. No, not even not even a, like I think just a year because I think right Batman v Superman takes place like a couple of months after Man of Steel right right that yeah that he was only that for a time so they fix that and i'm like okay that's kind of cool uh they dump a lot of the shit with the parademons where it's like okay now they don't imply that they're just mutated humans i'm like okay that's cool so now the heroes aren't killing people that they probably should have been trying to save save. i can appreciate that yeah i appreciate that that's a good fix good on you for that they still murder the shit out of steppenwolf later on though yeah yeah the one scene i i kind of wish was in there was that batman scene from the theatrical cut where he uh, goes after that criminal not not for Hmm. the stupid thing where like he kills that parademon and there's like three boxes that doesn't make any sense (laughs) but just for the fact that that was something batman would do like going after a criminal like i would have liked to have seen that yes yeah that's definitely something uh the amazons get a longer more intense fight now in fact 90 percent of the stuff that they've added to this movie was just longer fight scenes a lo- or, or yeah extended uh scenes or like alternate takes yeah was all they really added into it and i'm like okay yeah i like that you know the the Amazons fought a little harder and didn't go down as easy because I really did appreciate how they were in that first uh, Wonder Woman movie. Mm-hmm. But again, that's like half an hour in, and like okay, so nothing's actually happened half an hour into this because we went from fight scene to fight scene to fight scene. And I, I'm pretty sure that that scene as well uh, with the Amazonians is like it's like ten minutes long. It's like I can understand why this was cut down to like yes. make it speed it up a little bit and everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this movie goes at what most might call a glacial pace in the first hour. And again, no more do I think it is better personified than Bruce Wayne going across the Arctic on his horse for like 15 minutes. I tell you what, Alicine does that where they uh, fire that arrow. Uh, yeah how they they gotta bring out the case they gotta up the case mm-hmm. they gotta say some enchantment they gotta get to arrow out mm-hmm. they gotta say another enchantment they gotta knock mm-hmm. it they gotta shoot it no and again, it's 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 like guys guys you, you got it in one you already explained it to me it's fine she'll know what it means cool yeah yeah and then you did the little thing on the tv where you say oh it's in the amazonian temple that's all you needed was all you needed that was fine but no we filmed this this is my vision my four-hour cut you're gonna get all of it i i could not help but be reminded of that pat oswalt bit where he's like every movie you love was directed by a man but edited by a woman and you can tell because it's like oh every frame is a fucking painting every idea is my children i'm just shooting so much film all over the place oh just see how much film i shot no zach we're not going to release a four-hour version of this let's try and cut this down and find Find some story and character and theme and try and make this, you know, into something viewable. And again, the ironic thing is, is that if you did actually cut this down to like two hours, yeah, it would probably well, have been a lot you more. You could solid. probably cut it down to maybe like two hours, two and a half hours, two forty-five, and it, yeah, 
you wouldn't really lose much. You'd lose all no. that like extra stuff that had no point being in there. No, where it's like now Mera needs an origin story. Why? Yeah, and why is she British now? Man, that's a real hell of a thing. You know what that is? That's clearly I Zach made the movie before Aquaman even really got rolling, and mm-hmm. so they had no idea what that movie was supposed to be, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Fuck it, whatever. We're just gonna do this." Yeah, and he had that stupid like, "We're gonna talk in an air bubble." Yeah, that is not a thing in Aquaman, and I'm like, "Oh yeah," because Aquaman clearly wasn't a thing yet, and because they made this movie in a fucked up way that no one got solo movies to explain how their characters and worlds work. They all just kind of had to do it on the fly, which admittedly drags the movie down a bit because you got to keep stopping. We had Volko as well in this. That looks completely different from what Willem Dafoe looks in there. And he's a character who's been in Aquaman's life since he was a boy, yet he spends the entire scene. He's there explaining who he is. Love that. Love that. (laughs) Loved everything about that. Hello, Arthur, person I have known since boyhood, as you find out later. Allow me to tell you our entire history together. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Also, to a second, here is your mother's trident, but not your real mother's trident, because as we find out later. And this is not a trident. No, it's a six tent, but whatever. <laughs> trident sounds cool and everything. We get that. The I, I guess the biggest, meatiest additions to this are, of course, uh, Flash and Cyborg get their story arcs Mm -hmm. returned to the movie. And yeah, I guess it makes the ending a little better because now, unlike in the original cut, Superman just doesn't come in and save everyone and half the team ends up feeling fucking useless. Now we have a whole thing about Cyborg needing to hack the boxes and Flash running and eventually doing something with time. And I'm like, okay, you made the team movie more of a team movie at the end. But also, yeah, I see why they cut those stories, too, because their arcs aren't really arcs. Flash's big thing is like, oh, I got accepted into the CSI program. Like, yeah, none of that had anything to do with what you just did. Yeah, and that, was, was, that wasn't even referenced before that scene either, because like we had that scene uh, where he saves Iris. Again, a character who's never seen in the film again after that. If, nope. if we saw her at the end, I could understand it. It's like a payoff sort of thing. But uh, he saves her and he's trying to get a, a job at some dog cafe Place, or yeah. something. Uh, I, don't, I don't fucking know. But it was a dog walker. But there was no mention of him trying to get into university or anything. Like It would have been better if he was like at the university trying to apply and then he has to save uh, yeah. uh, Iris. Again, it's all it's all to set up sequels that never happened, mm-hmm. yet well, only exist. Well, Flash is going to happen, but it's not going to be anything like this. No, it's going to be nothing like any of In this. In fact, it's going to wipe all of this out of existence. <laughs> and again, the cyborg stuff, it's like, okay, cool, he gets, some, he gets way more to do than he did in the original cut. But at the same time, too, it's like, did his dad also need a C-plot, too? Because, like, Silas Stone has a whole plot to sound like, couldn't you have tied these two together? The fact that the team never goes to Silas Stone for help is really weird. It is. It is. Uh, yeah, they, they he gets captured, and then, like, he gets let go, and then, that like, that's it. It's like, guys, he clearly knows a lot about the box. Why don't you bring him in to be, like, your man in the yeah, chair for, and help you for, out? For a guy on the team called the world's greatest detective, he's not very good at his job. No, he does very little detective work in this. In fact, he does basically no detective work because he has Waller's files and he has Luther's files. Yeah, and so he, he has Diana to, to give him a 20-minute uh, exposition dump on a war with Darkseid that happened in the past. 
Yes, exactly. Which again, they they changed that one too to be like, oh, and Zeus was there, and Ares was there. I'm like, why is Ares there? Because he was the villain in Wonder Woman, so you felt you need to well, put I him in there. Th- and they give were there to do. in the in the theatrical. It's, again, it's one of those things where the scene was extended longer than it needed to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. And again, too, swapping out Steppenwolf for Darkseid. Yeah. Who I like you made the point that all the fans were making a big deal of the fact of like, no, well, he's not Darkseid yet. He's a Waxis or whatever. No, they, they were. Call him Darkseid they they the were. Thing. They kept saying he's not Darkseid yet. He's a Waxis. That's why he looks different. It's like, no, he, they call him Darkseid throughout the whole film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say, too, as far as the stuff with Flash and Cyborg, it suffers from the fact that like, yo, Doom Patrol already did Vic Stone better <laughs> and the Flash over multiple seasons did Flash's story better too. I, I, I'm i just sorry. They just did. Yeah, I'm just, sorry. Yeah, they're just uh, better characters. Yeah, on those ones. Yeah. They're just going to feel like lesser versions, though it was kind of creative in a bit that you never really see for Snyder to be like, okay, how do we explain Cyborg's power? Ah, yes, we'll go inside the digital world and we'll have him, you know, become a computer god and turn little money into big money. That's how you know he's good. He turns the, That's he how turns you know the waitress's money into big money. Into big money, which I'm like, okay, he's actually doing something kind of heroic and actually trying to help out, which I don't think he did in the original. He's just, he just kind of like he's bums just mope, around his apartment. Yeah, mopey asshole in the original. He just mopes. I'm like, okay, he's actually trying to help. I'll appreciate that. The The movie really needed more of that too. And again, if I may, you know, quote the red letter media guys here, I think they really nailed it where it's like, Zack Snyder doesn't care about people, does he? No, he cares about the larger than life gods and yes. all that, not the little things. He is fetishistically and, obsessed with heroes. And you know, it, it's none more evident in what was, while I was watching it, my favorite scene in in uh, the, the movie that was completely undercut straight away. And that's the Martha Kent talking to Lois scene. Oh, it's probably yeah. the most like, like, oh, this is this is like a comic. This is exactly how it would be in the mm-hmm. Like, she's sad and everything. And then he just immediately undercuts it by revealing that uh, Martha Kent was Martian Manhunter for no reason. That is a really surprising dick punch. And they never really go back to no. like, well, where was Martha Kent at that time there? And yeah. like, well, that's... Again, you're setting up a sequel that's never going to happen, and you actually end up hurting a scene that was actually pretty good. Not only that, like, just having Martian Manhunter in there and having it be, uh, it revealed that he's that general that was in Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. It's like, where was he during these, like, three big extinction-level events with Zod and Doomsday? Oh, yeah. It's like, like, he could have easily talked Zod down with his mind powers, like, instantly. Yeah, I guess that what I thought yeah. he looked familiar. Holy yeah, that's oh, yeah, what, that that's what he's meant a... to be. He's meant to be uh, General Swanwick. Okay, yeah, that opens up a whole kettle of fish. Now, yeah, John, you asshole, why didn't you get involved? Yeah, and he, he only appears at the end for for a tag for a movie we're never going to get. Never going to see now, which is confirmed this week that we will never actually ever see that because yes. they're done. That and is, and course... again, they're not going to do it because they don't have they don't just have a half a movie sitting in a drawer that they can spend Somewhere, seventy yeah. minutes. They'd have to spend something like four hundred million, and they're not going to do that. Yeah, which I think the money men are officially done. Where it's like, no, we spent three hundred million dollars on this originally. That, then we spent probably more. Yeah. Yeah, then we spent a hundred million more for the Whedon, you know, pickups and everything. Then we spent seventy million more to finish this, which I love the story too. They told Zach, don't film anything else. Finish what you have, do not film anything else. And of course he went out and filmed new stuff. Yeah, and it looks awful because it's just that tacked on nightmare stuff. Yes. And it looks also awful. Uh, I'm I'm sure you noticed too, Ben Affleck, he uh what is it, expands and deflates several times throughout the movie. Yeah, well none more so in that in that uh 
nightmare scene where it's all like close up of just his head because that's all that would fit into the costume and even then it's still mm. there's like gaps in the side of the cowl and everything and he just looks tired yep yeah that end scene uh with martian manhunter that was a reshoot and yeah he just he looks completely different which is how I looked after the four hours was all done. I'm like, man, this is Ben Affleck's best acting ever. Because again, it's like, why am I still? Do- why did I have to come back and do this three times? Yeah, yeah. He's got to come back and do it again for the Flash. But I think that's, that's just like, right. I'm done. I'm done. Please let me leave. <laughs> but yeah, uh, some more stuff I liked. Uh, oh, I guess Steppenwolf actually has like a raison d'etre now, which is better than the no reason he had in the other movie for doing what he did. It still doesn't make him a good character or anything, but it makes him slightly better well, than was before. In, in I can see like what they did with the theatrical here, whereas in in this one he's doing it to like get back in Darkseid's good books and yeah and whatnot. Whereas in the theatrical they've kind of changed it where he's the one wanting to do the unity. Uh, the yes. the mother boxes and the, a mother which everyone takes out of context which i got immediately he's talking about the mother boxes yes but yeah it's um, also which is also silly too where it's like oh yes the infinity unity the mother boxes oh yeah also the uh anti-life equation is here too dark side had found it and then forgot what planet it was on i don't understand that i that just felt like a, a something he tagged on in like adr where it's like oh we're gonna have the Very. anti-life equation here oh it was on this planet that Darkseid forgot about, but I don't... How did he forget about that planet? That doesn't make any sense. It's the thing he wants more than anything else. It's the thing that drives him at all times. Oh no, I forgot what planet it was on. What was it called? Uh, Dirt, uh, mud, uh, slop. Oh, Earth, Earth. It was called Earth. Yep, that was the one. And you couldn't even, like... You could do some comic book stuff where it's like, oh well, like like when he was defeated, the boom tubes, like, like, fucked up and, like, and, like flung earth somewhere else into the universe or yeah, something yeah, like that yeah. but like he's like no well he arrived there on ships defeating the purpose of what a mother box's primary yeah. focus is um, what's up with that the you know steppenwolf and all these other guys they can boom tube in and out whenever the script is convenient for them yet they also have ships to bring their forces all over the place you think it would be one or the other y'all yeah yeah <laughs> you yeah. would hope so uh, another thing too, the they look fine. They look nothing like the comic counterpart. They look fine. They match the aesthetic of this universe. I'm okay They're with big that. Big gray monsters. Yep. They're big gray monsters from a big dark monster planet. The thing I don't agree with, and the thing I don't like, is why do they all have the same generic monster voice? I'm talking. No, I'm talking right now. Oh, really? You sound just like me. Just sound, no, I sound like Steppenwolf. Yeah, it's like they they all had the same like effect put on on the voice yes yeah it's i, which, I don't know which i bet they put the effect on the voice because they probably didn't get the steppenwolf actor back yeah i don't know why well, i think it's a lot of his own same dialogue and they because a lot of it is just they've just reskinned what was in the yeah. in the uh in the Existing theatrical scenes. cut which i i preferred the theatrical cut design because it was more comic based it looked more like mm. the actual comic uh uh steppenwolf I thought they it were needed both a, a little, extremes. little needed, needed more render time, but yeah, mm. I thought they were both kind of bad extreme. Speaking of bad extreme, something I think that doesn't work here and especially didn't work in the original, the musical choices. Oh, fuck. I get it's like um, I compared it to like Suicide Squad. It's just like uh. like some some new bit of music every ten minutes or so. 
we we need a song here because that's what good important movies have and it will be incredibly on the nose every time a king in a because aquaman's on screen because we gotta mention the word king because he's the king of atlantis the, the uh flash saving iris scene i would have really liked if they had used uh the the music that was actually in the time travel sequence that sort yes. of flash music not agree whatever folksy song they chose there just didn't fit at all and again it, it feels like it was like band-aids like put like oh we can't really do sound mixing for this because that's mm. gonna put us over budget i oh, will just mm. plop this song because there's no other sounds in that scene there's just that yeah. song just that bit which is unfortunate surprisingly uh the leonard cohen cover was not in this i am shocked that that was a weedism i would have it bet was you- kind of uh, see i think that i know the one that one you're talking at the start the where it's like the montage of um yes yeah see i think that's actually a snyder thing just because of this like how it was shot it looks like something snyder would shoot and maybe he just cut it out here just to no, get rid of it or something maybe uh something i will admit that i very much enjoyed is getting to play spot the cut spot what's missing i actually think that for future reference this will be really good for like film schools and like uh videography classes to be like okay everyone can you spot the cut <laughs> one one i liked which was um one that everyone assumed was a weeding cut which was in the weeding cut we find uh uh steppenwolf takes the gets the mother box for when it when it explodes out of the the ship when they bring superman back it mm. lands in like the parking lot of parking the, lot and he yeah. takes it he doesn't in this what he does is he arrives in the parking lot yes. to find it and which is yes. which is extra funny because uh snyder went on record saying he never shot anything like that so, but he obviously hmm. did clearly yeah and he doesn't find it in the car park it's just like next door in the building no be- no because silas stone needs to have a heroic sacrifice yeah. scene where i'm like did did he really need to die here? It feels like he could have no. like marked the box another way and not have to kill it. Like it would have taken the exact same amount of time. If anything, it feels like, oh, I'm gonna kill myself now so I don't have to deal with my son and his mood swings. <laughs> Which is something Silas would do. Again, he is kind of a shitty father like that in basically every version. <laughs> Because it's such a thing with Cyborg where it's like, I didn't ask to be born, Dad. I didn't ask to be a cyborg. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Then he saves his dad, and then they're cool, and then he kills himself, and they're not cool, and he feels alone and sad again. Like, well, he started sad, and he ended sad. Yeah, the classic Zack Snyder character arc. Pretty much. And then it's like, oh, but I have this tape recording of my dad, and he said I'd be cool, so I guess I'm going to be cool from now on. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, I guess that's... It's better than the nothing you had. The, the thing about Cyborg, and I'll bring this up, and I mentioned this in our original commentary, I mentioned this in our original review, and I cannot believe that this was not addressed in this version because it was such an easy layup. Mm-hmm. Again, Cyborg's whole raison d'etre, I didn't ask to be brought back to life. You shouldn't have played God, Dad, I hate you, but I'm totally going to be happy playing God to bring back Superman, and that will never be brought up once. No, yeah, yeah, I'm integral to this and we'll bring him back, but you shouldn't have brought me back. Again, the layup is so perfect to him to be like, oh, I understand you better now, dad, because I did the thing. And, you know, if you were in the same situation, yeah. you know, oh, I, I had to save the world. I am your world. But, 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 but see, it's all fucking easy, but no one did it. Yeah, it's all it, you think is like the logical way to progress that character. No. And again, it's interesting and compelling writing. And I'm like, why in both versions of this movie did no one take this? <laughs> This was good quality material, and no one wrote jack shit about it. Yeah. Now they'd rather get, uh, as Cyborg Sober reminds me, the, the Wonder Woman 
uh, music that they play every oh, time she's yeah. on screen or every time an Amazon is on screen. They'd rather do stuff like that. Yeah. Ah, I'm like, okay, I guess that's better than the cello that's everywhere. Okay. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I, I love we dropped the cello by 87. Yep. Also, again, you can tell that this is the version of the movie that he wrote originally and changed nothing else because it's like, oh, yeah, why hasn't Diana gone back to the island in all these years? She should have taken her invisible jet. Yeah. She should have flown there. Yeah, because she can fly now, but she can't hear. <laughs> Oops. Uh-oh, we wrote this from an earlier version. We didn't know any of this would happen. Fuck. <laughs> Same with Aquaman. We didn't know how that movie was going to go. Uh-oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and oh yeah, and, and Superman's in the movie too. Oh, is he? Oh, where? sometimes. Yeah, no, he's he, in. He, he's in the film for maybe ten minutes. A four-hour cut, he, and he's in it for maybe ten minutes. The Justice League, the world's greatest heroes unite. Well, except for Superman, because we could never write right. anything good with. And Superman again, he's anyway. got less lines than he did in Batman v Superman. Again, this should t- just tell everyone how much Zack Snyder f- feels about these char- this character. Yeah, he fucking I just hates wanna... this character. I just want to do Batman. I'll only do Superman if he can have the black suit. Which, and oh, and if he can he do Jesus stances, T-posing above Earth and whatnot. Do Jesus again and also completely, like, retread Man of Steel by recreating a scene from that movie? Well, I, I don't think it was an actual recreation because there's multiple scenes of Superman here that are actually lifted from, like, oh. they've green-screened him out of Batman v Superman. But like, um... Uh, I think it's the part where where we see the vision of him with like the dead Lois and Darkseid puts mm. his hand on his shoulders. That scene there is from Man of Steel when he kills Zod. Right, okay. Yeah, they did a lot of that. Ooh, I also love Jesse Eisenberg standing in the water <laughs> fully clothed. <laughs> where they they just took the feather tool from Photoshop and just like erased mm. the bottom part of his body. <laughs> there you go. No one can tell the difference. It's fine. Seventy million dollars. <laughs> well spent i now i want to talk about that because um it was revealed that this movie actually has more vfx shots than endgame and really yeah and um it looks as bad as that because they only had seven months to do the uh vfx uh whereas endgame had i think about three years um and every i I got so much shit for this because it's like it looks bad because it took seven months they didn't have enough time to do it in and it's very obvious but also that's probably the reason why it's in four by three it's four by four by three is easier to render out in it's cheaper wow it's cheaper i did not think holy shit here's the thing because like i had heard about the aspect ratio thing but i'm not gonna lie i'm an idiot i don't know that much about aspect ratios honestly watch any of my videos to understand that so when i actually turned on the movie and i'm like hey what's what's wrong with the screen did i do something wrong what's what's wrong with this hey hey i'm hitting my screen then i'm like oh yeah they changed the aspect ratio. yeah and again it says at the start it's like oh it's the the director's creative vision it's like well then why were you storyboarding in 16 by 9 when you're like there's he's released storyboards that are all in 16 by 9 widescreen it's like you just did this just because it's like cheaper didn't you so oh but you can see more of batman's goggles oh sure could i know bread letter media did a comparison and it's like you're not you're not missing out on anything else no <laughs> you're missing out on a little bit more headroom mm-hmm. uh what else is there to talk about again 
just just so long, just so many things. Like we said, it's it's basically the same movie, guys. Again, the ending is a little better because Flash and Cyborg have more to do, and it feels a bit more like a team movie. Yeah, it's the same movie in in the same sense as they like. If you grabbed a movie, grabbed all their deleted scenes, all the extended scenes, and just put them all together. The stuff that was cut, I see why they cut it. Mm-hmm. Yes, it feels more complete now. Some of the action scenes are a little cooler because, you know, they definitely go on for a little longer and don't feel as choppy. For a lot of people, I'm sure that's going to be enough for them, but I don't think it justifies sitting for four hours to watch it. I really Absolutely don't. Absolutely not. No. Oh, shit. We didn't even talk about the the, the, the post-credit that's not a post-credit, but it's really a post-credit. Uh, the Nightmare? Yeah, the the nightmare world, which, again, I swear to God, is just what Snyder wanted to do anyway. I just want Batman with guns in the apocalypse and evil Superman is yeah, all I want. that was stuff he shot uh, recently. That was, like, no the, the stuff. And you, or you could tell because everything was, like, close up. We had a CGI uh, Ezra Miller that looked nothing like mm. Ezra Miller. No, looked like a completely different actor, which, man... Talk about the killer's row of talent you managed to get together for this scene. Ben, this movie ruined my life and sent me back to rehab, Affleck. Amber, they ain't getting me back for Aquaman 2, heard with her British accent. Friggin' Ezra the Choker Miller and Jared Sex Island Leto. (laughs) Only the finest. It's just like a terrible, terrible Joker. Even without all, all the makeup and shit on him. Oh, and I also forgot, Ray, I'm never working with Walter Hamada or Warner Brothers again, Fisher as well, which again goes to show you, you're never getting any more of this, guys. <laughs> they literally can't. The fact that he filmed this shot, this, and they put it in anyway is nothing short of amazing. Yeah, yeah. Again, did they know? <laughs> That's yeah. the thing. <laughs> did, they're like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> did they want that to be exhibit A that they can point to every time and be like, this is why we can't do any more of these? <laughs> But hey, you do get to hear uh, Leto talk about reach arounds, and Batman says the fuck word. Yeah, he's he's grown up. He's big grown up, big boy grown up there with the fuck word. Yep. Also, I guess Cyborg said fuck earlier in the movie too. So that's did all. he? I, I I didn't hear it. When did he say that? Oh yeah, he he says fuck the world when Wonder Woman tries to recruit. Him. Oh fuck's sake. God damn which it. honest which honestly i'm like you know what that's that's fair because that is like the truest feeling of this movie and another big problem i have with this version of the justice thing where it's like why do you guys want to save the world again you seem really disconnected and uninterested in the world in general and when like cyborg said fuck the world i'm like at least he's being honest <laughs> yeah for more intensive purposes the world fucking hates you <laughs> Yeah, if, really. If Batman is what v it... Superman and like all the stuff with Superman was was any indication, they don't like you people. No, exactly. Why do you even bother? And that's the other thing too, where it's like, I didn't like the original Justice League, and I don't like this one either. Even though it, like I said, feels more complete, has a better ending, fixes a lot of my nerdy complaints, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Because Man of Steel was bad, and Batman v Superman is bad. These characters are bad. Their journey is flawed and makes no sense. Why is everyone sad Superman is gone when they hated him? Why is Batman treating Superman like he had this big, long love affair friendship, friendship with him? When yeah. he, Yeah, when he literally tried to kill him an hour before he died. Why does Wonder Woman call him kal You yeah. don't know his alien, and you knew him for an hour. <laughs> Not even that, like 10 minutes, and then he died. <laughs> 
even the whole Lois thing, like, oh, Lois is so important, she's the key to all of this. Remember when they kissed when Metropolis was on fire all around them after Superman snapped yes, his neck and, and, and then they fell? And that the ashes of the dead rained down on them, and yeah. Yeah. And then they fell in love in between movies and we never saw it, but we're really, really supposed to take their romance seriously because her dying apparently turns Superman evil in this nightmare future. Well, not only evil, or like a like a lackey for Darkseid, which doesn't make any sense to me. Like, how does her dying suddenly mean, like, oh, I'm going to go serve Darkseid? Well, apparently uh, she was supposed to be pregnant because we saw the whole pregnancy well, test thing well, there. Uh, yeah, and the, and the pregnancy test is called force majeure because, of course, it fucking is. I saw that. Um, but, you know, apparently that that in like early drafts was meant to be bruce wayne's child because bruce did snuck in and cucked batman it cucked superman because of course which, you do wh- that which is why he got mad and decided to kill everyone again can can that finally put to rest that snyder never really cared about telling a comic accurate version of these characters just a version he wanted that he thought would be cool yeah <laughs> like literally it sounds like he just hit a joint it's like you know it'd be cool Batman had sex with Lois and Superman got all crazy and killed everybody. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. To where it's like, look, if you like that, that's fine. But don't think I'm a weirdo for not liking this because I read the comics in lots of different versions. Yeah. <laughs> there's more, uh, what is it? Uh, there's better versions of this whole like, oh, alternate universe, Superman's evil, mm. different things happen with different characters, like Injustice. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like, if you liked it, that's fine. I'm glad you got what you wanted. It seems like a lot of people had a lot of fun getting to, you know, uh, burn four hours on this. Lord knows we're all still in quarantine, so, you know, the more time we have to kill, the better. So, I mean, really, you could only release this movie at this time. Well, see, that's the thing. If there was no pandemic, I don't think this would get released. No, where it's like, look, we got a new streaming service. We need some content. People keep saying they want it, so I guess we'll do it. Yeah, and it's like, it's again, that's what people are like. They've obviously said they're not doing any more of these, and no. they they can't do any more because, as I said before, they don't just have like half of one of these films just sitting on on a shelf. They can just throw a couple mil at and just like get a couple of new subscribers mm. to the thing they'd have to shell out a lot lot more money to get it all done and bring all these people back and all these directors and stuff back but yeah it, you know we've had people say they're not working with this company anymore exactly you know why would it's, they why would they waste that money it's it's done we're pretty much done yeah <laughs> as kt says by the fifth beer i started to be okay with the movie see you had the right idea kt <laughs> see that's what it was all about <laughs> See, I actually felt the other way where I was actually really into it in the first hour, even though it was slow, because I'm like, okay, they fixed that problem. Okay, they addressed that. Okay, this isn't in it anymore. But then by the time it was done, I'm like, this is just the same movie, but taking way longer to get there. Yeah, yeah. By by the time they yeah, they, they resurrect Superman and everything, you're like, okay, yeah, this is just the same stuff. It's just alternate scenes. Just alternate scenes. And then when we get that last 20-minute prologue, I'm like, fuck off. You actually think... <laughs> That you're going to get more of this? Come on. <laughs> Come on. That ain't happening. Come on. Yeah. This, but but then, then too, like, when that was done, I'm like, okay, I kind of respect him, though, for going, like, full whole hog, being like, look, they're probably never going to let me do another one of these again, so I, I want Joker to say, reach around, and I want evil Superman. I, I will say this, like, and I, the Red Letter Media guys also pointed this out, it was a lot more reserved than, like, Batman v Superman was, whereas that was just a, just a mess. Yeah, just a, a, like, like a visual and auditory mess. Whereas this one was, 
a little bit more reserved. Yeah, and only I, I a guess little it, bit more. I guess it's probably as well to do with the length as well. It's all like spaced yeah. out, whereas before it would have been condensed into like a two and a half hour movie. Yeah, they uh, they added a lot of stuff, but they didn't add anything I particularly like really wanted to see where it's like okay cool we got four hours so we're gonna get to see the team sitting down together and talking and becoming there's gonna be more time with like superman with the team and stuff like that no again they seem standoffish and prickish to each other the whole whole way way through through. until 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 that end battle where superman comes and they fucking murder uh steppenwolf I mean, hey, for as stupid as it was, that whole Russian family side plot from the original, it's like, well, at least they're trying to help people. At least they're working together to save human beings. That was that, that was two things I liked in the um in the Whedon version. There was that one where the Flash uh, panics and finds that he's out of his depth and Batman gives him that speech about save one person. Like that's that, pretty good. That was created. And then there was the part at the end where they still do it in, they still do part of it in this where they pull apart the mother boxes, uh cyborg and superman and then after it they have like a little laugh about superman wishing he was dead again because he hurt so much from the blowback of the thing like that was nice that's a little humanizing moment but it's not in here i liked superman and flash racing that was pretty nice yeah you just get rid of the weird mouth and it was cool that was nice again that's the sort of thing i want from a team up i want my heroes hanging up or you know hanging out and liking each other and everything you know really building a team this is a team movie where the guy making it was clearly only interested in a couple of the characters oh yeah absolutely batman and like cyborg and maybe flash a little bit a little bit yeah as a, as like comedy relief yeah also too a scene from the original i miss where aquaman standing on the lasso of truth that was actually pretty funny yeah that was a good bit i can only imagine the fan editors out there who will no doubt probably try and edit those two versions together to try and create something <laughs> justice league the ultima cut <laughs> justice league i don't know we'll think of some fun name for it but yeah i imagine that would actually be a fun exercise being like okay now cut this version down to something releasable do you think do you do you what what are the odds that like in the next coming weeks we're gonna have snyder come out saying oh there was like some stuff i cut out of this that they didn't want me to put in and then it it starts again the cycle starts again and then it starts all over again that's another thing too where it's like when i was done this movie okay cool we're done we're free some people are gonna like it some people are gonna hate it some people well that's what snyder said he said this is it this is like i'm I'm like done you know he's got that army of darkness movie coming out which actually looks pretty good it does look pretty good doesn't it yeah he's got that i'm sure he's got other projects going at the moment head movie yes his big fountainhead movie that he's been dying to make forever yep but it, yeah, I mean, so yeah, Justice League, the Snyder Cut, I liked some of it. I didn't like other stuff. By and large, I think it's mostly the same movie, just with very small changes. Well, not very small changes, but small changes. Yeah, alternate changes. <laughs> alternate changes. It is It is an interesting alternate version. It is more complete. The ending is better. Some of the fight scenes are cooler, and I'm sure for some people, that's all they wanted. Yeah. And they will be pleased. For me, I didn't like the other two. 
I thought the actual characters and storytelling were weak. Yep. Or they, they absolutely were weak. Like some of the stuff, like like Superman is the, the perfect example. He's in the movie 10 yeah. minutes in a Justice he, League film. He's one of the he, founding members of Justice League and he's in it for 10 minutes. Basically has nothing to do. <laughs> no. Has nothing to do except for go crazy and fight everyone, which again, even the red letter media guys said this was overly indulgent in both versions of the movie. You didn't need this. Mm-hmm. You could have cut that scene entirely and changed nothing, and maybe uh, maybe they all go to Kent Farm, and maybe they all talk and get to know each other and hang out. Yeah, they go get some pie from Mark Kent and, and hang yeah. out. Yeah, that was, she was like, oh, we have gas, so I guess I'll put the supper on then. Yeah, that's happened wouldn't in the comics. Nice? It has been, yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? Again, just totally steal from the Ninja Turtles movie when they all have to go to the cabin and they all sit around the fire <laughs> and everything before the big battle. <laughs> That's all they need to do. And then Batman, when he's talking to Steppenwolf, family, you call that your family? Those are bugs. These aren't your family. (laughs) Just start stealing from other movies. (laughs) And if I can change and you can change, anyone can change, Steppenwolf. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know how to whistle, don't you? Just put your lips together and blow, Steppenwolf. Just tap your... Sh- you always had the power to go back home to Apocalypse, Steppenwolf. Just tap your heels together three times. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, what a world. Superman's melting. <laughs> I don't have anything else to say. I think uh, I think we're done, Matt. Aren't we done? Yeah. Well, are you gonna, you've got to watch the black and white cut because apparently that oh, makes it all the much difference because everything now is in black and white. The 2% of color that was in this mm. is, now, it's now, is gone. now gone. Makes it completely it, different. Exactly. Now it's a real big boy movie for yeah. big Again, boys. HBO Max just, just uh, milking it. They're, they're, they're going to do this one. They're going to do a mirrored version. They're going to do one where it's oh, all negative. Yeah. And, Ooh. Yep. Yep. That'll be interesting. They should do a bad lip reading version is what they should do, like for YouTube. <laughs> That's what I want, the bad lip read version. Uh, uh, I guess we had comics from this week too. Do we just want to like lightning round them really quick? I think there was only three that came out that were like big and important. Yeah. Uh, Nightwing came out, the it, new Tom Taylor book. It did, and it was fucking awesome. Really good. Everything I wanted from the series. He remembered that Blockbuster is still there and still a major Nightwing villain. Yes. Love that uh, he looks to be the big foe. Also, uh, friggin' what is it? Uh, Zuko has another kid. Yes, who who's uh, uh, targeting uh, Nightwing because they know that he's a he was a flying Grayson. He's Dick Grayson. Yes. Yes, which is very interesting. Uh, also, Dick is richer than Batman now because uh, friggin' Alfred was sitting on fat stacks yeah. and gave it all to uh, him. Alfred invested in Bitcoin and and, Hell and yeah, got he out did. just before his death. <laughs> <laughs> he invested in GameStop just in time. <laughs> oh, Master Dick, I got right stonks, all the stonks. <laughs> And now I'm giving that money to you. I would give it to Bruce, but I know he would just buy gargoyles and mope on them. <laughs> also, hey, Alfred, don't you have a daughter? What happened to Julia Pennyworth? Shut up, dick. She probably got some of it as well. But I, You would hope I so. I guess it, it, it falls into like what he said in the issue where it's like he knew the money going to dick would be, that's, that's where it would be like best use. Because he's, yeah. he's a problem solver in a world full of problems. Mm. 
Which I love that idea, too. What could Nightwing accomplish if he had the money and resources of Batman? I'm looking forward to seeing what he actually does. I have to imagine he's going to do something like with Bloodhaven. Try and mm. I'd, I'd actually love, because it looks like um, it could tie into the plot with Blockbuster, because Blockbuster is it's basically the kingpin here, yes. where he's like basically running the mayor of um, Bloodhaven yeah. and everything. I could see like Dick maybe using that money to try and... I know become mayor or like get him out of office. That would be fun. That'd be pretty cool. Or to find, or to find a politician yeah. who you know is worth backing financially, which is yeah. something Bruce would do. Yeah, you know, find the little guy and be like, "I want to bankroll your whole campaign." Yeah. Uh, what else? I mean, he's also probably gonna bankroll Titans Academy too. Yeah, yeah. That book comes out this week too, yes. so be on the lookout for that. Uh, what else did we have? Uh, oh, we also had Justice League 59, the beginning of Bendis' run. Yes, and it was wonderful. Everything yeah. that Bleeding Cool said was going to happen didn't happen because they're fucking idiots who just yeah. rely on clickbait. Uh-huh. And yeah, nothing. It's, it was wonderful. It's it's exactly what the Justice League needs right now. They yes. need to bring it, bring it down a notch. They got too big in the Snyder era. They got to bring it down to street level. I love that Oliver Queen is a big character in this. I love that he's saying that the league can do more and he's they need the to one grow who, the who, ranks. Yeah, he's the one who suggests all this. Which is great, which I'm just like, oh, Bendis, you dirty flirt. You know just what I like, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> you wrote that just for me, didn't you? <laughs> Though in classic Bendis fashion, he also uses a green arrow to pat himself on the back for outing Superman's identity to the world. <laughs> <laughs> See, Ollie thought it was good, though. Don't you think it's good now, Joel? Uh, you might be warming me up to it a little bit. <laughs> his reasoning, though, behind it is very good. It's like, no, it Superman's is. now more relatable to these people. Which, again, is, I'm sure, just Bendis working through his own writing process where it's like, well, wouldn't people relate to Superman more if they knew who he was, if he was a real guy with real problems and not just a super god who showed up whenever there was trouble? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, when you put it that way, I guess. (laughs) Also, Black Adam with the friggin' joke of the joke of the month where it's just like, ah, yes, your parents died, too, as did my wife. Would you like some candy? Is it hard candy? Black Adam does not eat hard candy. <laughs> he does not eat hard Black Adam puts tariffs on hard candy in Kandak. <laughs> <laughs> Only gummy, gummy worms, gummy bears, gummy Venus de Milo's. Only they are fit for Black Adam. <laughs> This is again. There's something so wonderfully humanizing about that. This goddamn, you know, strongman dictator with superpowers doesn't eat hard candy. Yeah, doesn't trust them. Yeah, <laughs> he draws the line at hard candy. <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> it's very fun stuff. I am actually super excited to see where he goes. And I'm reminded. Oh yeah, Bendis writes really good team books, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, yeah. the villain of the book is uh, someone from Naomi's world, which is why she gets involved in the plot, because they track mm-hmm. it back to uh, her signature from her alternate Earth, which is a great way to bring her in. Yeah, gotta, gotta work in my original character. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I love Naomi. I think she's a great yeah. character. I gotta go back and read that book now, actually. Yeah, all her, all her little friends were in this issue as well, which was great to see. Nice, nice connection there. That's cool. Uh, what else did we have going on this week? I guess the last big one was uh, Thor, Thor number 13 from Dunkirk. Yes, yes. This series continues to be cool as shit, bro. Yeah, this was the uh, penultimate issue for his uh, Prey storyline, uh, where we get to see Odin is seemingly alive, and we learn that he and Freya went to travel the realms beyond realms <laughs> to reignite their love, but it didn't yeah, work out. Yeah, for a couple's counseling. I love they go to, like, a mermaid for couple's counseling, and that didn't work. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> we thought they would have had all the secrets under the sea, but they didn't. Yeah. Also, too, I guess he got over his bout of uh, ancient Asgardian uh, Alzheimer's that he had. Yeah, that he had at the end of the did, Thor run. Did That's he have fine. it though? Didn't we say that like that was just him yeah. pre- like trying to get out of everything? Which is That's something our totally Odin would do. <laughs> Friggin' Fred Sanford up in here. Oh, you can't get me in trouble. Don't remember. My mind's going to mush. Hibbity dibbity. Bye now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's drinking himself to death. And Jane, which I-, I love that Kate's remembers that these characters don't actually like each other and were on bad terms because <laughs> Odin kept trying to arrest Jane and everything. So yeah. she tears like a ton of strips out of him, being like, you know, this is your fault, right? Asgard's in trouble and Donald Blake is crazy and killing people because you made it be this way. Yeah, and for once in his long life, Odin actually owns up to that fact and be like, okay, I, I should get involved now. <laughs> Where it's like, look, you want to be a king actually, you know, being worth remembered, you know, show everyone that old warrior that you used to be nut up, put on a cool new suit of armor and come help us. Yeah. <laughs> I love, too, he also has zero sympathy for Blake, where it's like, oh, I'm going to, you know, erase your name from history and unmake you for all mankind. <laughs> I'm like, wow, zero sympathy for this guy who only went crazy because you created him. Yeah. Again, it's that Odin that's like, he'll, he'll, uh. He'll own up to the fact that he did something bad, but like he won't admit it to the person he did it to. <laughs> yeah. Baby steps. All about them baby <laughs> steps. Uh, it's cool to, uh, what is it, uh, that Thor actually is kind of has a genius plan in this issue where he's like, look, okay, I've used the Thor force to open up a rip between this prison dimension and the real world. I can't leave, though, because the rules are he needs to bang the stick so we trade places, but I can take my soul out. Yeah, and I'm going to do that and have my ravens put it in the destroyer armor. There you go, and then I'm going to beat the shit out of him until we trade places. <laughs> also, they make a point at saying that uh, uh, Yalborn the axe is uh, gone. It like falls, yes. falls off the uh, the Bifrost into the cosmic void. Mm, where could that be going? Who who's gonna pick that up? Yeah, or it, could they? Would that have been uh, Donald's stick though? Because mm. because he kind of like ditched the stick and he's just now got the axe. True. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll have to go get it back. Yeah. I imagine too, Thor will be more sympathetic too to Blake's plight after having to hang out in that prison dimension. I kind of hope so he long. isn't and just like immediately pushes his shit in. <laughs> Yeah, go away, you like fake person. Like, they don't person. learn anything because they're these big fucking Asgardian gods. <laughs> then you know, then Jane would have to step in and be like, no, like, I knew him. Like, we were, like, kind of a couple and a thing. Like, he seemed like a nice guy when you weren't driving him to murderous <laughs> madness. Maybe lock him in a regular prison, not like some crazy hellmouth prison. <laughs> but, yeah, that book continues to be awesome. Kate's has really, really hit his stride. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's it for this week, huh? Yeah, yeah. Wow, we had an almost two-hour show. Holy shit! Yeah, we 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 talk, we talk. We had a, we had a lot of stuff to talk about as well this week. We did. Anyway. And if this isn't long enough, don't worry, everyone. We'll have the Cape Joel cut where it's actually just four hours. Yeah, and it's going to be in four by three in black and white. We say all the I, same I, things. I it just I takes I, us um, I toyed with the idea of actually just starting the show in four by three and then transitioning. I, I, I thought you were either going to do that or maybe when you edit the show later have like this podcast has been brought to you in for the you know artistic vision of joel and Matt. <laughs> i was going to do and that I'm, at the start of the show and then have my, my camera in like black and white with the borders and <laughs> yeah and all the brave maja houdin fighters yep <laughs> 
<laughs> that too. That's my favorite joke. A lot of people did that joke of like, you know, taking that thing and yeah. changing it to say something silly or stupid. That's my favorite. This movie is in 4.3 to honor the Macho Team Fighter. Because <laughs> it's so fucking stupid and it's like a deep cut stupid joke. Yeah. That's that's my humor. <laughs> All right, everyone, we've rambled for too long, and I got to actually get up early tomorrow. Thank you all for coming out and checking out the show. We really appreciate it, especially because it's a day late. Uh, we're going to try and get this up on Patreon as soon as we can. We're going to try and get it up Wednesday, even if I don't get it up at 8 a.m. Because, you know, time difference between me and Matt, sometimes I'm already asleep by the time it's rendered. We're going to promise to get it up on Wednesday at some point. Yeah. All right, so thank you so much, everyone, for coming and checking out the show. If you're a patron, uh, especially thank you because, you know, you uh, you help make the magic work. You do. Is what you do. Yeah, and we'll, uh, we'll be back again next week, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.